Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Brick. What up, Red Pill? Blue Pill. Know the Ledge Radio Tuesdays and Fridays, let's go I present you red and blue pill and prescribe you to take them both They said you need microphones, I'm the virus, I need a host Know the Ledge and don't cross it, cause you might overdose Release those toxins from your conscience Play the beat through stethoscopes for my folks The originators, atmospheric pressure raising Thoughts be constantly in orbit, till my page is out of space Cosmos, astrological, a star right in your face Didn't plan it like Pluto, melanated the greatest race From niggas to gods, it's literally just a human display Walking immortal, live forever through these songs I make Brickatologists, Discover this very deep inside the continent. Okay. They have to pass many courses at their local colleges to study what this naga get. Futuristic shit 2125, and when that time exists, they will realize who the Messiah is. It's brick the foundation with that fire spit. It's telling yoga flames, I'm on my street fighter shit. I swear I wish my ancestors they ain't find this shit. Transatlantic travel maiden voyage from the cargo pick to picking cotton and sugar cane and then refining it. Trying to restore our dominance. Black power in this motherfucker better know it. Give the truth, they tell me give them more risk. These black laws, yeah, you better know it. I'm less of a rapper, more of a poet. This my open. Maintain focus as we enter through the pillars of realness. Truth revealing. Tuesdays and Fridays, live so you can feel it. Can't feel it. Oppressed prayer every day to hear me kill it. More than just an intro. This was how I'm feeling. We just left the scene conference and we ain't finished building. The sky is the limit. We just crashed through the ceiling. Feel the energy of the crystal speak. Spiritually a symphony charged by the elements for many centuries. Live basis for our ancestors, keep it spinning beat We evoking the spirits that guard us from our enemies I say, I create, and I display what I made Give it straight to the people, feel the power in waves Black fist in the sky, but this ain't hip-hop array Putting pressure on these culture vultures, watching decay It's trying to take back what's all the monumental display Kings County only royalty around me, come on! Peace, 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 peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening for the red. Soon to be joined by Brother Blue Pill in a minute. All right. Give me one second, y'all. Let the family make themselves comfortable. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. All right. Peace and love, love and light. I hope that everyone is joining us in um, the finest of both physical, mental, spiritual, and even economical health or financial health for that matter. You know what I'm saying? I know it's the beginning of the week, and I hope everybody had um, a very 
eventful, you know, conducive weekend. Because the reason why I said that, you know, and I didn't want to get all, you know, bohemian on you. Like, I hope everybody had a great, positive, you know, happy weekend. Is I'm just aware that that just doesn't happen in everyone's life. And there's nothing really wrong with that. Because when I understood that this is about experience, you know, life is about the experiences. So you take the good with the bad. You feel me? Like, if we only are anticipating life to throw cherries at us, you know, and flowers at our feet because we are the great descendants of Mufasa and everybody else from the diaspora, then, you know, we would develop a victim mentality when things don't go right, you know what I'm saying? And that breeds arrogance. It breeds a lot of other things. So one of the things that we should realize is that we are on this planet. This planet is ruled or rather this universe is ruled by forces that we cannot control or we cannot necessarily force such as cause and effect. There's laws. There are laws that govern the universe, you know, simple laws like gravity. You know, if you hop up, uh, chances are your ass is going to come down. I could say that that's a fact, you know, and if somebody jumps up and stays up, then we should have them on the show, you know what I'm saying? Because those that's an interesting person. And that person would be uh, very rare amongst his brethren, the few billion of us on this planet. That person would probably mm-hmm. be in the zero 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 one percentile. So he or she would mm-hmm. qualify to be an interesting guest. Don't know the legend. If you know them, you know, give them our Twitter handle. Tell them to holler. Okay, but for the most part, we human beings, you know, uh, whether we're reincarnated or not, we adhere to the laws that govern the planet. And one of the laws that govern the planet is cause and effect, karma, and all kind of other things. So I'm saying all of that just to say that even if you had a challenging day, like, you know, something could have happened at the job today. There could have been some challenges that popped up this weekend. You might have ran into a unsavory character from either your past, present, or future. You know, there are a plethora of um, experiences that we can recollect and, you know, speak about. But for the most part, you know, if you learn from that experience, if you were able to dissect that experience and learn whatever valuable lesson was attached to it, then it's all good. Chat room is open if anybody want to go into the chat room. You feel me? That's just the way I see it, you know. It's just my humble opinion. You feel? So, um, you know, it's how it is. But um, shout out to everybody who was with us on Friday show. Okay. I never could get enough of my good brother A.A. Rashid, you know what I mean, when he comes to and um the level of intellect that brother possesses, you know, his perspective, the way that he is able to um manipulate 
you know, or the way that he is able to perceive, you know, the things that are happening around him and reinterpret the information. It's outstanding to me, you know. I'm very much always a student when I when I when the brother's building. You feel me? So shout out to that brother. I look forward to um, getting a book, doing some research, you know, furthering my studies in the Kabbalah and other esoteric, occult, you know, um, metaphysical uh, information that the brother disseminates. You know, so that's what's up. Um, shout out to everybody who was in Harlem over the weekend on 125th Street. Okay. All of the family that came through. Uh, Brother Sankofa, Baba. Um, who else was out there? Blue Pill. Sanetta. Baba. Um... And a few other people. We did some uh some videotaping. Shout out to uh the brother what is his name? From Smack D V D. Uh Norbs? No. Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, one of the creators of what is known as Smack D V D or Smack URL. It's not Smack D V D anymore, Smack URL. For the family on the phone who may not be familiar with that, that's something that the youth are into, battle rap, you know? That's that's the that's the uh version of hip hop that in my humble opinion is it's a version of rap. Hip hop is the culture. Um it's a version of hip hop and rap. It's a part of the culture that deals with the battle aspect culture, which actually what we know as rap music was kind of formed on in the beginning because those brothers were definitely dealing with the form of battle rapping. But as we can see, it evolved. It has evolved into a huge platform. One of those platforms, or rather the um, the leader in that platform is URL and a brother by the name of Smack White and another brother by the name of Norbs and another brother by the name of... Um, keep forgetting the brother's name. When it comes to me, when Blue comes on, he'll say it. And uh, these brothers have influence over a lot of people. When I say a lot of people, they have an influence over their, their platform is very huge. And these brothers are interested in um, what is being done in the debate scene and also in the community. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. The brother's name is Beasley. Yeah. You want to... Yeah. yeah. Pat Beasley, when I was listening to your phone was skipping. Ask people in the chat, can they hear you coherently? You're going to have to um, turn up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's Tuesday night. We're back in the building. Shout out to you and yours. Welcome to Notre Ledge family. Family, get in formation. You heard? Stop it. Okay. Real. That's what's up. All right, so family in the chat room, do me a solid and let me know by pressing one if the phone or the audio on the phone has come across clear. All right, and um, 
you know, I'll be able to uh, oblige based on what the family says in the chat room. Yes, indeed. We've been in the studio all night getting this, uh, this mixtape project together. The brother didn't get too much sleep, so you got to apologize. I apologize in advance for the brother, but, you know, we said we turn back here. It's turn Tuesdays, KKL Radio. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's what it is. Count aloud. Yeah, yeah. We 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 doing a live wide frequency right now. You know, not enough hours in the day. So, uh, all right. Yeah, where we at with it? To me. I mean, it's, it, your phone sound like you're in a palladium or something. Like, my goodness. You know, I'm just trying to be laid back. Like, Is that better? Laid, laid back Tuesdays. That's a lot better. All right. That's a lot I got better. This, I got so this much. speakerphone, and it's, it's like they got an ill receiver that picks up the motor background noise. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I do apologize in advance to the family if I was giving you an earache, but it's your brother Blue Pill live and direct. You know what I'm saying? Report from the Iron Horse MTA. Um. I do this as a labor of love because I got to stop what I'm doing for for finances, which is my, my work, my job, making these clothes, making this sea moss, making this spectacular gold water, you know, bottling these liquids, and I got to come and do this, you know, but this is, this is what I love to do. So if you're always catching me in between traveling to and fro, understand that I exhaust all of the hours of my day towards creativity, you know what I'm saying? I stop what I do so I can go back to my base and make sure that we are properly broadcasting for the family. But it never seems to be enough hours in a day. Nonetheless, like I said, it's a labor of love. So we're here, what we're doing, and we love the most. And the brother that we have on tonight, I have a particular love for the dialogue that this brother brings forth because he's expanding the conversation. He's not scared to boldly go where others are scared to go. He has irrefutable proof. He's standing on his principles, standing on the square. You know, he's putting off his ancestors, and I honor his demonstration. And um, along with him and, 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 and a collective of other light bearers and earth keepers, you know, I'm honored to be a part of an upcoming presentation in Harlem, New York, March 11th and March 13th where we will irrefutably, for the first time ever, lay out tangible proof, undeniable tangible proof of the existence of a star nation. You know what I'm saying? We are not alone in this universe, and it's time to put all of the speculation to rest. That's the times that we're in. It's 2016, so we finna kick in the door and wave the four fours, and like my brother Red Pill did this past week, you know, we're about to bring them solutions in. You know what I'm saying? We're about to kill the speculation and, and put the shit on the table and see where the people is at. So that's going down. There's nothing you could do to stop it. You know what I mean? Mid-March, all the pseudo-talk gets put in the casket, and it begins here tonight with our brother Rod Penn bringing forth the truer testimony. You know what I'm saying? And, Indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get it. Oh, that's what's up. That's definitely what's up. So um, I do see some hands in the in the uh, call queue of two six seven 
Eric Cole, do you want to actually start now? You want to go ahead? Let's get into it. Okay. That's what's up. Speaking my language. All right. So um, let me go into the episode. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, but before we do that, give the people a very brief primer as to what it is that you are engulfed in right now. You want a campaign. You know what I'm saying? This is not how a candidate would get into his and use that opportunity on the stage in front of a microphone to let the people know what it is that you're doing. You're building up to an anticipation a week after we do this presentation and all of them, you know what I'm saying, to unveil these never-before-seen evidence, you know what I'm saying, of something that's definitely, um, I don't necessarily just want to say larger than us. It encompasses us as part of a galactic uh, family, you know. So what you're talking about is, is congealing a global family so we could position ourselves ourselves with a foundational principle so we could build to those heights so we could to boldly go, you know what I'm saying? So we could boldly go where some people are scared to go because they don't have foundation, you know what I'm saying? But they always feel like they are existing quicksand. So talk about your initiative. Talk about this program. Let the people know where they can go to find out more, please. Well, thank you for that intro, you know, and uh, I appreciate you for being adamant about, you know, keeping this campaign going, keeping this campaign fresh in the minds of the people. Ever so often in consciousness, you know, we approach things with this microwave mentality, right, where you hear information and we become such information junkies that we want to get the next hit right away. Give me the next hit. Oh, that was good. That was, you know, that released some dopamine. But uh, give me the next hit. Give me the next debate. Who's arguing today? I'm cool, you know, like, that's great information, but who got beef with each other? And um, what we really have to do at one point, family, at some point, is we have to begin to, you know, decide when are we going to stop feasting? Or when are we going to feast and then sit down and let the food digest? When are we going to step away from the table from all of this food, this fast food and this GMO food and this food that really, you know, releases certain hormones. But when you look at it at the end of the day, a lot of this food is not nourishing you because as a family, as a collective, we're not growing. Food is meant to grow. Food is help. It's meant for, you know, it's, it's, it's there to nourish you, but it's also there to help you grow as a people and it's, there to help you actually, you know, become stronger. So what we decided to do with this initiative and what an initiative is, is basically the stepping forth or the coming forth of, you know, ones with solutions instead of sitting back and watching and waiting and putting your life, your future, your baby's future, your community's future, your parents' Everybody, all of your loved ones, put in their future somebody else's hands. Now, I was told that that's not what real men do, and I was told that that's not what people, you know, uh, people who are not religious, you are not supposed to be doing that. What you should do is you should carve out with all of this information that you are privy to receive, you should be carving out a future for both yourself, your loved ones, 
your family, you should be focused on legacy. All right. I was in I was um I was awakened to that fact that legacy is more important than, you know, damn near most of the things that we do because going back to what I was talking about earlier, it's about experience. We're here for experience. If your experience is to save the world, then that's what you're here to do. Once you realize your purpose, then you carry it out. If you're experience, if you're here to experience, you know, uh the life in a in a in a in a dark club where people throw single dollars at you and blow smoke on you, well, that will be your experience. You know what I mean? If that's what your purpose is, well shit. That's what that's what it is, you know. Do what you do. But um we realize at Know the Ledge over these over these many of years that our purpose, we are realizing our purpose one of the reasons why we realize our purpose at this time is because the times that we are in is beginning to show us important this platform is, how important the teachers who we bring forth on this platform is, how important the information is, the transformative aspects of the information, the multitude of people that we've seen come through the platform and what it's done for them, how it's helped improve their lives, how it's helped improve their movements, how it's helped improve anything that they do. So we realize that, um, especially now that we have Mama Pill and KT the Arts Degree as a part of the KTL platform, you know, um, we realize that our network is our net worth. And many of the people that we have on our show as teachers, as students, as avid listeners, as um, interested investors, and all things of the sort, that these brothers and sisters are the solutions that we're looking for. And if we begin to focus on them rather than focusing on the folly or rather than focusing on what Europeans are doing or rather than focusing on what happened 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 years ago, when we don't even know what the fuck happened a week ago, rather than focus on that, we gonna focus. We should focus on the now, and by focusing on the now, we should come to a conclusion that everybody that is amongst us that is doing, godding, God is a verb. When you're godding, that means you're doing. Not the thinker, the knower, and the doer. The thinker, the knower, and the doer. Not the separation of the two. Not the divisiveness that you see in the community. Not the fake religion mask as consciousness where people are saying, oh, you have to choose this or you got to choose that and coming up with all of these kind of titles and all of these kind of identities and things of that nature. We're saying, no, we are saying that I know the ledge, what we have perfected over the last 10 years, ever since we got on these, um, on this front line, our demonstration unparalleled to anybody's demonstration that I've seen out there is one of unity. We don't have to talk about unity because we show unity. Red and blue, that's my twin brother. But we could have sibling rivalry at sometimes. You could see an ununified front if you really wanted to see it. Uh, brothers and sisters who have siblings, you know what I'm talking about. So our unity at first, our foundation, and then our unity with all of the speakers, all of the teachers, all of the brothers and sisters from different schools of thought and knowledge. I can walk into anything, any school of knowledge right now, any school of thought, and sit at the table with the people in those schools of thought and knowledge and have an intelligent, honest conversation with the brothers and sisters of that organization or that school of thought and knowledge or that discipline and have respect. That's called diplomacy. That's called statesmanship. These are things that leaders do, okay? 
Anything else is uncivilized. I don't know about nothing else. So the organizations, the organizations that we see that exist today, they have not taken full advantage of their membership. They didn't implement economic solutions to their states of poverty that exist both individually and throughout their collective. And the new economy that emerged in the Obama era post the falling of the banks, post the stock market crash, post the depression, is an individual and a collective economy, all right? It's written in stone. It's all, when you look at the digital economies, it's called the share economy, the free economy, the collective economy, and all other things, but it involves the collective web 2.0. That means bringing all of the networks and the nodes together, and in, wherein, therein, that formula is success, okay? We're right in the middle of that formula you find your success. So inside of a conscious community where there's millions, and I think there's, my, my estimates would be 5 million. I'll just put it out there. Like I think it's about 5 million brothers and sisters running around from different schools and backgrounds and schools of knowledge and thought and things of that nature identifying themselves as conscious. So within that, we have numbers that rival, that rival, nations at this point, okay? So the new economy being share economy, peer-to-peer economy, cooperative economy, all of these economies have been integrated into Web 2.0 and social media to market and promote, sell, buy, share, engage, communicate, host, and socialize, all with their target audience, all with their demographics, their niche market, as well as their competition. So we're living in a precarious time, okay? We're living in a time when you could um, live stream from a computer and be in front of thousands of people. You could open up your computer and live stream and be in, in a room full of thousands of people. Do you know what that looks like at a lecture? Do you know what that feels like? Okay, so the collective is showing up. Why is nobody talking about the power of collective thought, collective meditation, collective pots like a susu? Okay, so we are theoretically in the future, all right? We are in the future that they spoke of. This is a new age. This is a new era. This was promised by the gurus. It was promised by the visionaries and the futurists. We are here now. And the world is connected via nodes and networks, and they spread out through every corner of the world. We have the ability to communicate globally in real time with thousands, if not millions of people, and it's direct to market now. So the possibilities that are in front of us are therefore endless. So we're presenting something called the FACTS Initiative. It is an economic program. It is a networking program. It is a unification, nation-building, legacy-building program and it is simple when they're asking you to pick up any weapons and try to go out there and um commit a crime. We're not even telling you that you have to go in front of the state office building and burn your goddamn birth certificate. We'll deal with certain things dealing with the contracts that are binding you and all kind of other things, but you don't feed a goddamn baby steak. Okay? You're talking about the HADAP chamber. You're talking about people who study for many, many years in order to even conceptualize some of the information. So we just can't be throwing information out there because as you can see clearly, that shit could be abused and people could become molested as a result of that. So when it comes to things like that, we'll worry about that. But right now what we have to build is an economy. Right now we have to build trust. Right now we have to build products. We have to build services. We have to bring professionals into the um, community. We have to bring brothers and sisters 
who have been brain drains and get dragged into different industries. We have to bring them into our industry. We have to close off our industry that we have, clothing, music, entertainment, our agricultural foods, and we need to begin to deal with our network only. We didn't say walk, run around and be angry at everybody. We didn't say run around and be arrogant, talk about you better than somebody. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is this, that we have the right at the end of the day for self-preservation. We have the right, like Garvey said, to be self-made. We have the right to basically handle our business without talking about anything. We, we don't know why we keep talking. You know, I mean, talk radio is here, okay, for us to spread the message and for us to share and for us to connect. But I'm talking about the unnecessary bumping of the gums. I'm talking about the, 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 the groups of people coming together just to talk with no solutions attached. You don't leave with, you don't leave with much. You go to a lecture on a Sunday, on Monday you wake up, you're still lost. You don't know what to do. You don't know what's the next step. You feel what I'm saying? So this initiative is not about red and the blue. Like I said, when you when you watch the lecture, it's on Black News 102, okay? Black News 102. You can send your email to ktlempowerment at gmail, and I will put that in the chat room. It's ktlempowerment at gmail. What we'll do is we'll, we'll put you on a list, all right? But matter of fact, don't do that. Go to Instapage, go to facts.instapage.com, F-A-C-T-S dot Instapage.com, and you will, land, you, you will enter into a landing page. By doing such, you can leave your information or your email on the landing page because on that landing page, we have hundreds of people that have signed up already, and those are our prospects. Those are the people that we're going to be dealing with directly. Um, that's our network. Our goal is 30,000 on the network, okay? And we are joining forces of other networks. I don't know about organizations too much these days. I know that there's some powerful platforms and networks out there. So the network that I'm referring to is the UGR network, which is Brother Rich's network, the Baba TV Network, which is Baba TV Fire Every Time Network, the Sonetta House of Consciousness, Sonetta TV, um, HOK, Sonetta University, and the Nota Ledge Network, Nota Ledge Media, KTL Empowerment, Nota Ledge Radio, Nota Ledge TV. The merging of those networks, we now have amassed a number in the billion. Okay. My brother Rich just reached 100,000 subscribers, so I'm asking that brother, I'm asking 30% of his subscribers. I'm asking damn near, uh, Sinetta might be at 500,000. I'm asking a tiny percentage of his followers. I'm asking a KTL family, a tiny percentage, because I know that we have some students that are neophytes. I know we got some people who are just here for entertainment you niggas treat this shit like sports. You got sports cards and everything and rookie cards. I mean, hey, it is what it is. If that's what you do, I know that there's some people that just come to worship. Man, niggas got shrines with, with teachers on it and all of that. I mean, you know, that's what it is because they treat it like church. They treat it like a new religion, like this is the new Christianity. I'm not even talking to those people. I'm speaking to those people who have families. I'm speaking to those people who want another income stream. I'm speaking to those people who have been learning and teaching and, and getting this information for mad long, and y'all participated in the folly. 
You know what I mean? You went through the fire with all of the um, confusion, and you stuck around for a purpose, for a reason. You gave us your time and your attention, and you deserve better. You know what I mean? You deserve remedies. You deserve some solutions. You feel me? So that's what the initiative is all about right now. You know, there's a show in the archive that you could go and check. It's on YouTube. You could Google Facts Initiative. And like I said, when you send your email to facts.instapage.com, you will pleasantly receive all of the information. There will be a live stream March 21st, the day after the big debate with um, Harry Rosenberg and Polite in New York City. We'll be doing a free webinar, which will be an updated version of what we did because on Sinetta, that was just a proposal. It wasn't even a lecture. I was giving you a proposal for the goddamn lecture that's coming up. People was like, that's the best presentation ever. That's not even a presentation. That's just a proposal. That's just a proposal. So let's stop playing. Because once the initiative starts and we get this network going, it's bon voyage. I'm, it's adios. I'm not dealing with. You will see the Nodalege roster slim, very thin. That shit will go on a diet, okay? It'll be like Rob Kardashian. It will lose weight. We are not bringing on people who are not doing nothing for their people in 2016. We're not bringing on pontificators. We're not bringing on charlatans. We're not bringing on people that just want to bump gums. We're bringing on creators. We're bringing on doers. We're bringing on people who understand that they're on a path to enlightenment. They're not dealing with, they're not making this shit religious. They understand that they're on the path of enlightenment and transformation, and they're humble enough and they're uh, uh, honest enough to share their experiences with the world. You know, I can relate. So that's where we at. Um, I'm not going to get on no preacher. This shit goes, like I said, we already getting emails from people who don't look like us. We already got people reaching out who don't even talk like us. They understand the vision. They see it. They see it. And this always happens. So I don't got nothing to say. I said what I had to say. I did what I had to do. I did the work. My mother did the work. She cured AIDS. 30 years ago, and she still hasn't been recognized by this community. You know what I'm saying? My brother's done the work. All of us have done the work. So we're going to put this out there. We gave it a time limit. I'm not sticking around for three years waiting for people to make up their mind. This shit is very short notice, and it is what it is. I'm taking who's ready to go, and I'm out. On the road again. Okay? So that's where we're going with it. Anything to add on, bro? Uh, you said it. Let's go. All right. So let's get into the show, family, without any further ado. Let's get into this uh, episode, this monumental episode with our good brother, Ross Ben. Join us tonight on KTL Radio as we prepare the family for an explosive event coming to New York this March for the first time ever. Irrefutable proof will be presented to put an end once and for all to the elusive questions, are we alone in the universe? Come out to Raw Star Gallery on March 11th and March 13th to see the proof of the Living Star Nation in vivid 3D Technicolor. Tonight, the Earth Keeper, Ross Ben, will prepare the way leading up to this monumental, unprecedented event. Tune in, classes in session. You don't want to miss this one. All right? Call it from the 267 
Peace and welcome to Know the Less Radio. Yes, sir. Blessed love. Blessed love. Red and blue. Uh, Everything's good, star. Very thankful, you know? Yes, hold on real quick. Hold on. Mm, yes, sir. The Red in the Eastern Parkway. They said peace. Mm. <laughs> yes, Ross. Welcome back to Know the Ledge. It is always a pleasure when you are in the building, good brother. You know what I'm saying? I know you're a traveling man. You navigate the globe. And um, on your path to enlightenment, I was just talking about, you know, um, the path that, all, that many of us follow and the power of being able to live in this day and age where your path is actually being followed by other by other people. You know what I mean? You're able to evolve and transform in the eyes of the people, you know, and um, that's something that I could definitely say on record that I have, you know, watched you do over the years. You know what I'm saying? I've watched your evolution. I've watched your growth and development as you followed your path and, and, you know, you followed your call and you found your purpose, you know, so it's always a pleasure to have you, good brother. Um, it's to my understanding that you just came back from Arizona. Is that correct? Sure did. Uh, yeah, ma'am. We got at the uh, Tucson Gym Show earlier this month, you know? And, no doubt. Uh, Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah man. Came across, uh, I think, uh, I think I have been on the show, the reason on that Shungite earlier, you know, but there was a, was definitely a couple of crystals that were hot in the show this year that is very relevant for us, you know, one of them being the Shungite, which is uh, the most complex form of carbon expressed, you know? Most wow. Carbon, really? Yeah, most carbon we work with is an insulator. You know, you think about how carbon expressed in nature, like wood, rubber, plastic, you know, some things mm-hmm. carbon carbon more often insulate. But you got this uh next class of carbon, uh molecular configuration. They are also known as carbon sixty or fullerene. The cat Buckminster Fuller, trademark and copyright. The specific mm. molecular structure for them call them fullerenes, but it's essentially a form of cop of carbon that is superconductive. So shungite is a naturally occurring superconductor. You hook it up with some different uh metals of different polarity, you know? And uh a next stone that I came up on is called covalite. Very important, very important uh, crystal right here. This is carbon, sulfur, same ingredients of melanin. Carbon, copper, sulfur. But cobalite is nature's naturally occurring superconductor. It was the, uh, and that's its claim to fame. It's, it's, it's the first discovered naturally occurring superconductor, meaning the way the molecules is configured in covalite. It has an abundance 
a free ion inside of it such that if a current runs through cobalite, it can let that current go through it with no resistance, no homage, you know? And on one level, you can really say it is crystal melanin because melanin is a superconductive agent within the body. And like I said, it has those three key elements of melanin, the carbon, copper, sulfur, you know? So I've been, uh, I've been working works with it on myself, close ones, just to really even get more familiarity with it. And, uh, but it, it definitely seems to be uh, a rejuvenator and uh, something that moves the stored trauma and the, uh, you know, the, the the pain that holds us back, that we hold, you know, tend to hold on and identify. That stuff moves out with no resistance. Can you? Yes. Yes. Can you briefly tell our unsuspecting audience, if there's anyone in the audience unfamiliar with, you know, the statement that you just made about how an actual stone from the earth could be um, responsible for removing pain or trauma, something that many of us, or for my in my humble opinion, Blue Pill said this the other day on the radio show. He said the only thing that the conscious community has in common with each other is that we all have trauma. You know, um, our relationship is trauma-based. The way yeah. that we, our throughway in the conscious community, doesn't matter if you're a Hebrew Israelite, a Rastafarian, That's right. a more right. a Kemetic, uh, now Valley civilization, our throughway is trauma. Okay, any of us experience trauma due to Ma'afa and many people experience trauma in their early lives. Um, We're speaking to the generations of the crack wars. We're speaking to the generations that were remnants of the crack wars. Then they have the gang wars. Then prior to that, there's a war on poverty and the broken families. So trauma is the unifying, the unifying Mm. principle in the community, because if you get up there and talk about trauma, they will eat out of your hands. They will love you. They would, you know, teach, brother, teach, you know. And um, you were just talking about a solution dealing with the healing of the trauma. I want to really start having those conversations to admit that we have trauma and to work on how to deal it because, you know, it doesn't really do us any benefit to keep pushing trauma on us. Like, they're going to keep traumatizing us. That's not going to change because all is mental and Negroes are victims and they're trauma-based. So you're going to keep creating trauma, so it's not going to stop. And then you're going to keep raising up teachers who could articulate and speak in a more, you know, intelligent tone and articulate trauma to you. Yeah, well, well, uh, when we study the chemistry of man, right? Uh, Each organ or body part has an element that is, uh, you know, like vital for it. And and, and that element is stored Mm -hmm. 
in that uh, body part. And if you're deficient in that body, if you're deficient in that element, or there's some uh, imbalance with that element, you're going to have, uh, you know, problems and and uh, if you want to know how to address a, a, a certain part of the body, you got to know the elements that are in it. So yes. now, uh, the part of the body that generally holds on to pain and suffering is a part of the nervous system Western science rarely talks about. It's called the sympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic nervous system is comprised of what are called ganglia or nerve bundles that are usually aligned in pairs that run along the sides of the spinal column. You also have a couple of ganglia in the brain and another uh, ganglia at your Mm -hmm. coccyx or your, uh, you know, your butt bone. And these collectively are your sympathetic nervous system. These are the receptive parts of what they call the chakras. So the chakras got an input, output. Output of the organ, input of the sympathetic nerve ganglia connected to those organs and through the spinal column. Okay? So now, this is the this sympathetic nervous system is very active in people of color. And I should say, really, the hot, you know, we're familiar with melanin of the skin, but the highest concentrations of melanin in the body are in the sympathetic nervous system. For example, one of the ganglia in the brain is called the substantia nigra ganglia. What does that mean? The very black. The very black ganglia. It's also called the thalamus. So, highest concentrations of melanin are in the sympathetic nervous system, and this is where, when, like you said, we're youth, we experience some abuse, uh, or right ancestrally, we got some ancestors suffered extreme abuse through the ma'afa, right? Where does that pain, where is it stored? Where, where, mm-hmm. where does it, where is that energy lodged in us? It's the sympathetic nervous system, right? So we already mentioned melanin has three key elements in it, carbon, copper, sulfur. Copper does in the body what it does in you know, uh, electrical uh, engineering and, 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 you know, the walls of our homes, it's a conductor. Yes. So if you want to get things moving in your sympathetic nervous system, you got to work with that copper family. So anyone who's familiar with my works knows I advocate working with the copper family is very important for me. It's the difference between a nigger and a nigger, you know, mm. where 
A nigga is just going to identify with the pain. And, and uh, I say a nigga is one who has no value, no value in self or anything else. Because they're identifying too much out of that pain, so they're going to act out of that pain and that suffering, yes. you know, and augment it, right? So then you got stones like Malachite, which is the king stone, like Amlach, mm-hmm. Malik. Malachite is the king stone because what it does is it brings out our nobility. You never see a noble one acting like a nigger. They, they, mm. they just don't occupy the same space, you know? It does. So what brings, what brings out our noble countenance? What brings out our international morality, our ability to be ambassadorial, diplomatic, international in our relations. Yes. Global. The kingly character. It's a Malachite. And it's cousin, because Malachite is just pure copper oxide. Then you got chrysocolla, which is copper silicate. Then you got azolite, which is copper carbonate. Like I said, I discovered a new copper stone. That is copper, carbon, and sulfur. Same, all three components of melanin. And it's the first discovered naturally occurring superconductor. Very significant. Very significant. So, yeah, man, we was able to get some powerful medicine while we was out. And uh, Tucson came up on the next important stone for we which is uh, the chromium tremolite because we store chromium one place in the body, and that's the pancreas. And we know, like, uh, both my parents are diabetic. My grandfather, Mm -hmm. my my maternal grandfather, died at 57 of diabetes. My mm. father just transitioned uh, in December, kidney failure. Sorry to hear that, brother. Oh, no, mm-hmm. it's lovely, you know. You lose elders and gain ancestors. Indeed. But it's, an, Indeed. But it's a lesson. It's, it's, a, it's life lessons for us in terms of this generational chromium deficiency, man. Ultimately, that's what diabetes is, is that you tap your pancreas through daily sugar spikes such that you've depleted your your chromium out of your pancreas. So now let's say your great-great-grandparent did that, right? Your great-grandparent is going to be born with a chromium-deficient pancreas. And let's say they carry on that same lifestyle. Now we got youth today, teenagers, expressing diabetes, brother. Yeah, babies. In each generation, the expression comes younger and younger. Ultimately, mm-hmm. the psycho-spiritual, diabetes is all about looking for that sweetness in life. 
looking for that contentment, that fulfillment, that satisfaction. And when we can't get it through our relationships, when we can't get it through our being on purpose and prospering from it, we look for that satisfaction of the sugar rush, which is the foundation of all stimulant addictions, you know? And so all of this comes out of this chromium deficiency. And we know this is something that's plaguing our families mm-hmm. and our community, you know? So uh, chromium is one of the rarest elements to express in crystals. Very hard to find a chromium crystal. But what I have observed through working with my family as well as servicing other people with diabetes, because you should go to Rite Aid. You don't even have to go to a healthy store. You can go to Rite Aid and buy <laughs> chromium for colate, which is a chelated, bioaccessible form of chromium, right? If we say mm-hmm. chromium deficiency is uh, the cause, the foundation of diabetes, right? So we should just be able to go to Rite Aid, go to CVS, buy some chromium, take it, and we're cool. But what? That doesn't work. Why? Because our great great parents, our great grandparents, three, four generations, our pancreases have been chromium deficient such yeah. that now our generation, the youth being born now, our, our, our immediate elders, them and them patients yes. have forgot, they have forgotten how to use chromium. So even once it's assimilated into the bloodstream, the, the pancreas has forgotten how to use it. That's why we need the chromium crystals, the chromium stone. So one is called a torite. That comes out of, uh, like, southwest Africa. But then there was another one that I came up on out of Afghanistan called chromium chimolite. And this is the blessing for the pancreas to help our genetics re-remember how to incorporate chromium into our biochemistry and help us be able to experience contentment, fulfillment, satisfaction in life without overindulging in the sugar and get those sugars, you know? So that was uh, a next come up that I was able to... uh, get this year, you know? And uh beautiful. No, yeah. I don't I don't like going into the realms of color all the time and race. But at this year's event did um the family show up in rec in, 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 in larger numbers than they were previously there the year before because Blue Pill did mention the lack of quote unquote melanated people at the gemstone um, at this event, and he spoke of the right. importance, like you were just speaking of the importance of connecting with the wholesalers and the vendors who are in charge of this market globally and the benefit 
both financially, energetically, and a few other and a few other um, benefits as well of making these contacts. So this year, did you see a crease or a decrease? Well, I would say, man, from the from the point I started going to the show, which was around two thousand, right? It has every year there's been a steady increase of us out there. And now there's a African art village where there's wow. which is really okay. one, of, one of the few shows. So from about 2008 when we had this economic crisis hit the states, the shows shows was uh, you know dropping off, and even the shows that did survive, the number of vendors decreased. There's only one show that I've observed grow over the last decade, and that's the African Art Village. And that seems to be a magnet for a lot of us, both continental from Africa, but also different ones from the state. So that presence, and plus the fact that more of we, I think, are living in Tucson now, that as well as I think my work's bringing more awareness of the show, that we, we are more represented every year. And uh, beautiful, I, had a crew from, I had a crew from South Florida meet me out there this year. And uh, I brought a, a couple of, 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 of my, bre- my Philly brethren with me, you know, so... Uh, Indeed. That was me. That was that was yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Indeed. That's what's up. Blue pill. Let's see if blue is ready. Yes, sir. Brother Blue, are you with us? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, I'm in the building. All right. Just in the rays. You know what I'm saying? With the brother Sharon. Um. You know, now that we have gotten the remedial information out of the way in regards to these events and the nature of these events and um, the opportunities that await our families, if only they would embrace what we know and understand is the oldest kingdom on this planet, the mineral kingdom. Um, and, you know, going, going to Arizona show is like, going to Kenya with Asha Kwesi with Dr. Ben when you go to Ross Ben, you know what I'm saying? This brother is the author of The Rock of Ages, which is a nominal book on not only the stone and the crystals, but their relationship to us, along with a elaborate illustrated history of our cosmic origins by way of the star system series. Okay? which brings us to tonight's topic of what we're talking about, which is an upcoming show that we will both be participating in in Harlem, New York, in the middle of March, dealing with um, Cosmic Moon from the terrestrial to the celestial. Brother Ross Ben will be um, participating during the lecture on... uh, the 2016 forecast, and we have a sister out of California named Rhonda Brown representing the actual Afrofuturistic aspect 
of the art movement that is um, bubbling under the surface. And this sister will be bringing forth visual, irrefutable proof of the existence of, uh, you know, what we would term entities, you know, white beings, cosmic beings, you know, thus squashing finally this argument as to are we alone, which to me as African people, quote unquote, seems to be the most preposterous question ever. Hmm. But I understand where we're at. I understand the lens that we're looking at this thing through. People have to cut through the clutter of the European ideology, you know, the fairy tales that we're giving them about heaven and hell and afterlife and shit like that. So even though even that still denotes the fact that you ain't alone, even if you're continuous, your continuance in this particular realm is only a etheric realm or, you know, on a different vibrational band and frequency, goddamn, according to your books, something's still going on that you're not privy to. So even that would denote that your ass is not alone. But what we're talking about is a little something more tangible. And even on my part, I'm going to bring forth visual evidence that I've been sitting on for a minute I've just been letting people talk themselves into a ditch and bump their gums about what it is and what it isn't. When me and the people that have experienced what I've experienced, we know better. So we, we, you know, we just want to combine a lot of things and bring forth tangible proof that has to be done in the realm of art. So we're going to be doing this in the art gallery because this is art. This is the convergence of art and science. Mm-hmm. Representative, you know, representative of the future, you know, where we're going, and the fact that our children, the ones that are coming encoded, seem to be retrofitted for this futuristic conversation, as opposed to the stale uh, uh, nature of the conversation dealing with the frigidness of history that has no bearing on modern-day reality. So, you know, I would love for our brother, Ross Ben, to touch on some things that have pretty much um, taken place since we last have spoken on the program or of anything of interest that you care to share with the audience that might be listening for the first time. This might be the first time ever. Right, they're hearing these things. Yeah, and I and man, this is such a complex thing to do after. Build, you got to build some foundation, you know. But first, what I I think uh, is out of honor, we, we do need to acknowledge that uh, Dr. Delbert Blair uh, recently joined the realm of the ancestors. Yes, and this absolutely. is the elder who say, man, I mean, this is something. I'll be honest. Truthfully, I don't really, it's like uh, I feel on purpose when I'm speaking on this thing. But it's not easy, and it's something I really don't choose to do, you know. Um, And it does take certain levels of, uh, we say, courage to step out here and speak on these things, you know. You You set yourself up for a lot of uh, uh, challenge and even, I would say, 
hateration on levels, you know. But uh, this elder, the Blair, you know, was really one of the first in our community to really be building on these things. Uh, and he was consistent with it through his elderhood. We definitely want to honor his legacy, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, say we want let's let's build a little bit of foundation and let's just even examine the schools of thought as to why this would be such a controversial topic, you know. And one level, truthfully, you know, say it truthfully is told, is conceptual incarceration. The people that have been taught in these universities and academia, right, in the world view, okay, and in the Western world view, seeing is believing. Even though when you study the electromagnetic spectrum, visible light, the optical spectrum, is like, you know, such a thin sliver of the full spectrum detectable, perceivable cosmos, right? But if you don't see it, if it doesn't exist within that thin spectrum of optical light between the red and the blue spectrum, right, then it don't exist, okay? So that's, you know, that's that's one big uh, worldview of the West that a lot of our scholars operate out of. Yeah, and then uh, even on other levels, okay? Uh, because when we, st- a, a lot of our scholars, and then, so let me even back up because, you know, I grew up eating Dr. Ben and eating John Henry Clark and Van Sertema and these elders who, you know, laid the foundation of what you might call Pan-African studies, what you might call African-centered history, you know? I I, I grew up on this thing. You know, I have my master's. I have my master's degree from Temple University, African American Studies. I grew up on this thing. So I, I, I thoroughly know that science from the inside, and I love it and I honor it. And I, and I, I truly give thanks for all of those contributions from elders shared, right? But their goal, their mission at that time, was clear. They wanted to show, for lack of a better name, the African, the black man's place in the historical timeline. Where are we in history? 
and its true history, for lack of a better term, have been whitewashed, being negated, right? And one of the ways they would negate our place in the historical timeline is when it came to ancient architecture and ancient science, they would say, nah, black people ain't do that shit. It was some ETs from outer space. Some ETs from outer space that did that shit. Ain't no black people make that. Ain't make no pyramids, right? So that was, so obviously, Doctor Ben. They didn't want to hear about no ET UFO, man. They didn't want to hear about no Star Nation, okay? Because that was something that European historians were using to negate our place in the historical timeline. But the issue is is that we were taking either or. It was either or it was someone from the heavens. Couldn't be both ends. And the reason we were thinking that there's another problem. There's another component of the conceptual incarceration that, that we were working with. And we would study our history and, and fully validate the history. But then when it came time to thoroughly exploring indigenous cosmologies, indigenous origin stories, indigenous origin traditions, a lot of our scholars would adopt the perspective that European uh, researchers would often adopt, that that was imagination, that that was like fantasy fairy tales, right? And so instead of looking at the cosmic origins, the celestial origins, that almost every indigenous society on whatever side of the Atlantic you want to look at, when them say, yeah, we were seeded from beings from the heavens, the general thing you hear, and all them different stories. Instead of going with that, it was like, oh, that's some old fantasy uh, thing, right? And if it, if, if it didn't fit, the outer Africa evolution paradigm propagated by Western science, meaning mankind evolved out of monkeys. You know, monkeys that got out of trees and started walking on the savanna so they became bipedal, and then we evolved out of them as early humans in Africa and then from there migrated out of Africa and started agriculture in Asia and then, uh, you know, civilization, quote-unquote, civilization evolved and grew out of that. This is, you know, the Western paradigm of the origins of mankind. So now I heard Kalindi i.e. said, either you from a fallen angel or a risen monkey. 
And it's up to you to figure out, you know, what's your line, what's your limit. And I'm not denying that there might be some people who are some lizard monkeys on this planet, okay? But I'll be honest, the DNA that's in me, I don't think it's from a lizard monkey. I think my DNA has celestial origins and align with what the cosmologies, all of our indigenous cultures say. So I like to use the analogy, and this this has become oh so real today, right? Whereas these same ones, if we if we experience the Ma'afa 500 years prior, and they was trained and educated in the Ma'afa, you know, like they are now, 500 years prior, they'd be arguing about how the earth is flat and how far them will go before them fall off. And, yo, ain't they some negatives on the Internet arguing that stuff now? That the earth is flat? Right? Hello. It's a movement. Yeah. Yeah. They got it. They 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 the paradigm, the belief systems, the world needs that would make you seem like that is such an impossible thing, right? Where even just the mathematics of creation alone would make you realize that is such a foolish thought where we are one planetary system and a galaxy a community of stars, and this community is like 10 billion stars deep, and the omniverse probably contains mm-hmm. that many galaxies, right? So it's it's like you, and then even when we study Earth, life manifests in every strata. Yes. You could go to the depth of the ocean and volcanic vents and you will find life manifested. You can go... Bottom of the ocean. Yeah, you can go the deepest strata of 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 Earth where you think life should not be, and guess what? You're going to find it. So what has above, so below? What makes you think that that fulfillment of life through every strata and crevice of the Earth that, that that nature manifests like that here on this earth, but then once you leave this plane, this planet, it's no longer like that. You see how arrogant man has become, and his European, yeah. the same man who, you know, <laughs> my grandfather is funny, and also rest in peace to my Baba. He left us um, about six, seven years ago. He said, "Man." 
I don't care how strong you are. He said the strongest animal in the world can't hold a shit. Mm. So man, temporal man, man who has limits, you know, woman who ministrates, you know, man who has issues with his health and breaks down the body, breaks down and decomposes and, you know, all of these cycles. But these are very interesting, you know, like you said, there's an intelligence that is taking place, the intelligence that allows the eggs to replenish themselves, the intelligence that allows body to grow and the functionings of the body. So you mean to tell me, right, this is what man is saying, that in this humongous universe, the third rock from the sun is the only place, oh. yeah, man. it's the only single place with planets that are, 20 times the size of this. And let's right. keep in mind a light spectrum, like you said, the 10% or 3%, depending on, you know, the research that's being done, the 10% of the foreseeable lights on spectrum, meaning that you don't even see the rays coming out of your phone and it's working. You can't even right. see the microwaves. You can't even that's see the right. ultra light beams. Ultraviolet the arrogance of man. Light. You have no idea what's going on on any planet because you probably can't even see the light spectrums on those planets. Exactly. Exactly. The same way that you can't see the light spectrums around you. And like I always tell people, I put the glasses on before. You would, you would, I would, I would advise you to be sober when you do that to see all of the light around you, to see the light rays emanating from your phone, to see the light rays penetrating your walls, the infrared beams that are connecting to all of your electrical devices. It is a scary sight. All right, right. family? So if you're not prepared to see that, how the hell do you think you're prepared to see anything in, in the unseen realm? All right? Because you can see it. If you really wanted to peer into it, there's there's ways of seeing it. You can't even see your astral, your etherical body. So you mean to tell me I'm supposed to settle with the limitations of Negroes who have no scientific equipment, they have no lab. They got no lab. Yeah, they just absolutely. they are they got it they got internet. They have free Wi Fi. So they're able to log on to a website that has a lab or get a book from somebody who has a lab and you're taking their word for it. I don't think so. That's not that's not enough for us. And then, like, uh, and I guess well, again, what, what is really the, uh, if you say, well, where what is the source? Our ancestors, our indigenous teachings. Don't just study the history; study the cosmology. You know, the science of cosmic origins. That's what cosmology is. Study the science of cosmic origin that has been left by our ancestors, you know, Dogon tradition, traditions out of Kemet in the Nile Valley, Zulu tradition, Olmec Maya tradition, you know, Ethiopian, uh, Tawahedo, Orthodox teachings. Yeah, and then what you'll find is they all telling the same story that we are part of a celestial family. 
you know, that, yeah, not only do we have celestial origin, but we have celestial family that comes and checks us every now and then. Y'all know. So, you know, I, I love the Dogon source. I love Kemet as a source. But my favorite source as a Rasta is uh, Ethiopian Book of Enoch, which, in my humble opinion, articulates the truth of our relationship with the celestial family, who we really are, gives such deep prophecies about the exact times we're living in today, such that we could witness things on catastrophic scales with joy in our heart and no fear, knowing that, you know, it's all working towards the greatest good as foretold in prophecy. And it's just a real valuable teaching, you know. But I think the Book of Enoch's greatest gift is the science of angelology. This is the first book on what you would call the study of angels. And and basically, what the book of Enoch says is that there's seven heavens. From Earth's vantage point, there's seven heavens, 24 gates, 12 lower gates, 12 heaven upper gates, and that there are nine angelic hierarchies that are grouped in triads. Highest triad being the one we know of as the seraphim, the cherubim, and the aphanim. Seraphim are depicted as fire beings that never leave the seventh heaven. They spend their time circling what we know of as the rainbow circle throne, the ancient of days, and the holy of the holy, just known by many names and visioned in, by many visions, 72 to be in Jack. And these seraphim devote their focus to singing Psalms of ancient of days, you know, the one most high. Then you got the cherubim, which are water angels. They too never leave the seventh heaven. They spend their time praying, supplicating for suffering humanity. And their prayers leave their mouth like do, condensate in celestial waters to flow to earth and fall to us is the answer of prayer of rain. That's how they depict it. Then you got the Athenim. The Athenim are the one angelic order that can traverse all seven heavens. They're the ones most responsible for sightings, 
in the heavens. They're the ones that we see that are called the orbs. I think y'all know them as the shams, right? Them got uh, them got several names. They're known by many names, many people. Omeka, Maya tradition call them Ahau Kai, called the Anui. Dogon, call them the Nomo Titiani. Okay? But these are humanoid beings that are very similar to us, except when we got carbon in our body, they got silica. And they're like beings. They can elevate their frequency through breath and song and light up electric effect of silica. They also can fly. They got anti-gravitational power just in who they are. And I know all this sounds, you know, because I'm saying this myself, I know this sounds crazy, but the thing is, yeah, you got to study it because we live in such an amazing time where so many people got HD phone right in their pocket and when these old phones appear, you need to pull out your phone and capture it. And so, you know, that is a big way that you can study this phenomenon this time that you couldn't study it 10, 20 years ago. Because not only is this time so amazing that someone got an HD phone in their pocket and can pull out and capture the old phone, right? But then they can instantly upload that joint for the world to see. Okay? And so, uh, you know, that's the first triad. I'm not going to go through all of the hierarchies just to say that the last order are the Amlaks, the ninth hierarchy are the Amlaks, so the Malachim, the divine king. That's what I say when, we, when I say we're celestial family. That's what I'm talking about. When you study these indigenous traditions, they'll always show that there's an affinity and a familiar relationship between your beings. And Kemet, I mentioned these, they were named the Anui. What's humanity's name in Kemet? The Anu. You hear the, the word sound. Familiarity. Anui, Anu. Dogon. Humanity. Primordial humanity is the Nomo Anagana. The Ophan to the Dogon, Nomo Titiani. It's showing we, we, we all are Nomo. We're all beings of the world. <laughs> so, you know, within the angelology articulated in the book of Enoch, the ninth order of angelic beings are the Malachim, the Amlach, the divine king of which, you know, his majesty, Haile Selassie, and that whole Solomonic lineage is. But, you know, that bloodline's in a lot of we. You don't have to be on the throne to still have that royal bloodline, right? A lot of our bloodline got 
fucked up in the ma'afa. And that is our, truth be told, that is our special relationship with the Ophan, that we, for lack of a better word, the so-called black man in America, and this is Elijah Muhammad and Farrakhan, they, they, they tell me this is their, you know, they got this in their cosmology and this thing is real. The angelic realm, we have a special place in their eyes and in their heart because of who we are, the bloodline which we come through, what we've gone through, and our place in prophecy. We really got to know and study this thing because it's deep, you know. It's something that's hard to articulate in a, Do you feel you know, in a, in a one-hour phone yeah. interview. You know what I'm saying? I hope this reasoning inspires you. Whatever faith you call your religion or your tradition, I hope it inspires you to really seek out these truths as it relates to you because it's real and it's important. And we have to know it. We have to uh, be it because of the tricks that, 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 you know, for lack of a better word, the Illuminoids, so-called Illuminati, right, is trying to run using what what we would call false flag alien invasion to kick off the new world order or the one world government. Meaning, from the 80s, Ronald Reagan articulated in front of the United Nations that the leaders of the world would love to have a foreign enemy present itself on the world stage such that all of the nations of the world would surrender their sovereignty to unite in a global effort to fight this uh, alien enemy. Yes. And we see that scene in Hollywood over and over and over again. They will Smith. They got a new Independence Day coming out. Yes, they do. And you got this, uh, you got these. So I just talked about the children of the Elohim because that's who we are. That last triad is the Elohim, the Benny Elohim, and then the Amlah. So you got the bloodline of the Elohim, but you also got the bloodline of the Nephilim, the fallen angels, also known as reptilians. These beings are not extraterrestrial. They're not outside the earth. These are the beings through our many traditions that tell us that the earth, one of the things Mother Earth is doing is it's a prison. It's a bond for these rebellious celestial beings that are now imprisoned in the bowels of the earth. 
Again, I know it sounds fanciful, but study your cosmic origin, study your cosmology. There's a tradition, I don't care what tradition you call your religion, there's some teachings on this in there. You've got these fallen angels, and they're actually attempting a prison break. They're attempting to get back into the heaven. And they have manipulated mankind. So you've got these human reptilian hybrids, bloodlines, aluminoids, and they got underground bases peppered throughout the world. And they have this technology that we would call the disc craft flying saucer or the wing craft. Okay? And it is through these crafts that some, what they call UFO sighting, that they're staged, they're planned, they're false flag events, you know, to further their agenda. And it's with these crafts that they are planning this false flag, one world government, new world order, alien invasion. And they have programmed humanity to accept this through Hollywood and other entertainment and uh, yeah man we got to deprogram reprogram we got to know who's who you see a pyramid mothership you see uh, an octahedron with some orbs flying around it you should rejoice you should be like George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic style, swing down sweet chariot. Stop and let me ride. You see a V shaped wing craft, or you see a disc craft, and some black op helicopters not too far away. You might not see the helicopters, but you hear their blades. Yeah, you better watch yourself. And if you see them things, and you got some missing time, and your genitals ache. Yeah, you need to explore the abduction phenomena. I don't know if y'all brethren were watching the X-Files series that they resurrected, but uh, I'm touched on that thing again. Yes, yes. I was privy to see a few episodes, the first one, and I caught some of last night. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, man, so... All these phenomena are occurring. There is a pyramid mothership appearing in our atmosphere bi-weekly, definitely monthly, certain times, certain periods daily. There are orbs appearing in our atmosphere almost daily. There are what is sometimes called cigar UFOs, sometimes called cylinder UFOs, appearing frequently. Then you got these wing crafts, you got these disc crafts, you got this abduction phenomena. This is happening. You can't deny that it's happening. 
The question is, are you going to dismiss it because of Babylon programming? I've already, you know, put it in your mind. This is conspiracy theories. This is X-Files. This is, you know, just some old uh, farcical bullshit that doesn't fit into the outer African evolution paradigm. Or are you going to say, hmm, let me study this thing. And let me ground this phenomenon in what my ancestors, that's hopefully what I'm inspiring ones to do. And you feel that people's reluctance to gravitate towards this information or to even look up, because people look on their phone all day, very rarely do they even look up anymore. But do you think that this is a byproduct of religion, you know what I'm saying, and the spell that that encompasses not only in the dominant society but also in the conscious community? These are the well, most scary niggas that I ever met. Yeah, well, we definitely are true. And uh, you mentioned religion. So now, Vatican, Vatican doctrine says that that God and angels are incorporeal like emanations. Meaning, the Vatican does say that God and the angels do exist, but they're incorporeal. They're without a body like emanations. Okay? So according to Vatican doctrine, you'll never see an angel in flesh. Kawahedo. Ethiopian teachings, very contrary to that. Angels manifest in flesh. And we do see that in the Old Testament too, right? Because when Lot was in Sodom, what did he witness? Some angels came down and they were really beautiful. And what did them Sodomites try to do? They saw the angels, thought they were beautiful and tried to have sex with them. Right? Tried to sodomize them. So when the angels left, that's why them brought the judgment on Sodom. Okay? So that's showing you that the ancients, even in the Old Testament, taught that the, that the angels manifested in flesh. They had bodies. Okay? So, yeah, one man's angel is the next man, E.T. And the thing with E.T. UFO, I avoid them once because there's fear factor programmed into them. So you're right. People don't want to see E.T.'s UFOs. Who wants Battleground L.A.? Who wants uh, Independence Day? You know? Remember how they played it in the original Independence Day, how... All of them people gathered on top of the sky of the skyscraper, cheering and applauding and welcoming that uh, flying saucer. And what did the flying saucer do? It opened up its big ass laser and obliterated them. You know, so that's that. That's what we're talking about. That fear, fat programming. 
you know. That's a big part of it, you know. But what I've also found is that people who have had personal experiences, like they themselves were visited by the Ophan, uh, there's a joy and excitement in their hearts related to this phenomenon. You know, he who feels it knows it. And I'm thankful that I can share that I've had two personal experiences with the Star Nation. One was a group experience, but it was a collective of us, so there was no, uh, you know, no way like we could deny that we didn't all experience that thing collectively, you know? Uh, and I do think when you have that personal experience, yeah, you, you do you do have a different emotional response uh, to this phenomenon. Yeah, like everybody that knows me on this network or that has been with us over four or five years, you know, I share my experiences frequently, and then I Hello. bring people on the phone that can back it up. Step back a little bit from the phone. Um, you and Ross because it's coming across like you're talking too close in the phone. Just for clarity oh, purposes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is it better? Yes it is. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Like I said, um I've documented my experiences throughout the um duration of Know the Ledger's broadcasting history, and I've brought multiple people on that can co-sign experiences because I would think twice about bringing forth any of these personal experiences to a family who has never had any. And by sharing and being open with these experiences, I have um, allowed other people that are listening to this program to also participate in their own experiences because they took to the skies and when I've identified these craft art people at times, people have gone out, they've identified them and they resonated and communicated and tapped in and they've had their own experiences and they got footage. So we're going to be bringing forth all of this information. This is stuff that I don't necessarily see on the network's I'm not even talking about our networks. I'm talking about the networks that they have available that track, um, quote-unquote, UFOs and things of that nature. I've never seen, you know, the level of evidence that we have possession of, the interaction, the interfacing that we've participated in. So I look forward to, you know, um, forward in this conversation in the community, when I say the community for this, if we're talking about the community, in particular, we have a, um, you know, we want to bring this directly to our quote-unquote people because this is the part of the circle that we belong to and we feel that we can benefit that much more if um, not only we, we open our hearts and our minds to it, but then we get past the fear of it because I am thinking the majority of people are locked in the fear matrix when it comes to this particular reality. Yeah. And because of that, they've cut themselves off 
so many realities, and then a lot of people are so with being able to juggle religion. So when they hear these connotations being made and they have religious undertones, they immediately shut off, like, oh, no, nah, I can't. He said, Enoch, oh, my God. So my Bible. I can't yeah, even we say that. You know, he said, ain't got nothing to do with that sermon, huh? You said what? I said, we've definitely been spooked. You got you got to speak more directly into the phone. Oh, excuse me. There we so go. We, we've definitely been spooked. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spookism is yeah. real. Yeah. So you know, and I, I, I was hey, going to ask you, think you out, know, what are your thoughts about that? Think out, think out the box in regards to uh, people's um adversarial nature to all things biblical or religious, you know what I'm saying? How much are they actually missing out on by not bringing a non-judgmental perspective towards things that might have a level of historical or mystical merit to a degree you know, because the last time I checked, you know, everything is a reflection of imagination to begin with. Mm. So, you know, how, how how do you sift between that particular paradigm, the fact that so many people are without belief in this age that we're in, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, yeah. Like, Science can be science, what what they call Western science. Western science can be a cosmology, you know. You can attempt to explain your origins through science. But I think you would definitely need to have an interdisciplinary approach, not bind yourself to just one discipline, of science, and I think you would need to at least ground yourself in one spiritual tradition as, if for nothing else, a frame of reference, you know, um, because I think cosmos, because, see, Babylon, Babylon, through its structure of learning, which is called discipline, divided the branches of study. So really, like in Kemet, you could say there was one science, cosmology. And chemistry, geology, geometry, mathematics, all those things is really a part of your cosmology, you know. Now you got the separation of like like the spiritual principles taught in the cosmology. They call that religion, and the science, scientific dimensions of cosmology, which you could say is you know. Uh, measuring 
the visible omniverse or the visible universe, which is the cosmos. You know, that's really what foundation of science, you know. All them things got separated. Then even within science, you got all these different branches popping up. So it's very difficult to get a get the big picture if you don't have an interdisciplinary approach that I think builds on some spiritual tradition, some indigenous cosmology. You know, I, I think uh, is one of the most valid paths to the truth, you know, is it because what that does is the interdisciplinary uh, an interdisciplinary multi cosmological approach, you know, looking at different cosmologies. What it does is it allows you to see the truth expressed in different ways. So then that helps you validate and affirm. And I think it, uh, they call it a synthetic vision. And I think that's very. I think that's a very important lens uh, to use to, to to really get to get at the. Tr- the deeper truths of this. But then also, let me say, just on a very real level, that the, that the Afanim, the Ophan, the Star Nation, they are responsive to thought and prayer. And so, uh, if you are centered and grounded enough and, and can be focused with your thought, and your intention, you can summon them and have a personal experience. And if you don't believe me, YouTube search Prophet Yahweh, who is a brother, last I checked, was out of Las Vegas, who could summon the Ophan through prayer on camera repetitively, you know, several times. He did it once for a news crew, you know, a European dude, you know, him and his cameraman. A man said a prayer. The Ophan came, they caught it on camera, you know, and he's done it several times, all all of it on on YouTube. So... uh, I'm just bringing that up to say that that's an example of what you can do. It's not Prophet Yahweh's no one. I don't think he's anyone special just, you know, because of that. Uh, Anyone has that ability if they have the intention, you know. And again, why? Because it goes back to what I was saying earlier. This is celestial family. You know, we are family. I will I, another yeah. uh, another uh, round of raw search. I'll inspire ones to look into that uh, 
I think is relevant to this. Deals with the moon. Dogon say that uh, that we, the Nomo Anagana, were brought to Earth uh, in a, a ship that was called the Korana, the Ark of the Pure Earth. And that when the Ark of the Pure Earth it kind of when it landed on Earth, it was like a crash landing. And the crash was so violent. The Koronar, the Ark of the Pure Earth, and this planet kind of fused into one substance, and some of it bounced back into the heavens, but stayed in Earth's. Uh, gravity field and became the moon. Okay? That's what the Dogons say. That the earth, that the moon is the remnant of the craft that brought humanity, primordial humanity, to planet Earth. So now, as I studied the moon, I just want to bring up some anomalies about the moon. That I want y'all to meditate on in in align with this uh, Dogon tradition. Number one, natural celestial bodies rotate. Sun is rotating. Planet Earth is rotating. Every natural celestial body rotates. The moon does not rotate. The same side of the moon that our fathers, fathers, fathers observed is the same side of the moon we're watching today. The moon doesn't rotate. It's very interesting. Second, the moon is a very small satellite. The largest celestial object in our system is the sun. How is it that the distance, the spatial relationship between the sun, moon, and the earth is such that the sun and the moon appear to be the exact diameter such that when we have solar eclipse, the sun and the moon, the, the the exact relative size is demonstrated. The moon can completely occult the sun with no diameter to spare. How is that? Are you going to tell me that is coincidental? That that's not a part of intelligent design? Got to meditate on that. Something else with the moon. Those that studied the moon found that, like when it's hit with uh, uh, asteroids or different objects, that it rings like a bell. You know, something hits the Earth, you get a, a impact vibration right there where you know the impact occurred. 
but the whole earth is not going to resonate in tune with that energy from that impact that the moon does, as if the moon is hollow. Okay? Something else to ponder. You know, so we got to study the moon and study our ancient cosmologies. Okay? In the Congo, there's a tradition of people called the Inyanga or the Ganga. It's an order of priests. A lot of them, a lot of the Gangas, the ones that get caught up in the Ma'afa, they were the ones that created the houses that kept our traditions and created the palmares. Like in Brazil, you got the Ganga Zumba, you know, and you got uh, you got the tough gong, Leonard Howell, in Jamaica, first Rasta, who was a Kumina priest. But anyway, these in Yanga, they're called the people of the moon. And the tradition says that they was brought here by a fire bird named the Sangi Sangi bird who lays an egg every four million years brought here in a Sangi Sangi egg that had been emptied out. And that once we were dropped off, the shell of the egg was thrown back up into the heavens. And that's what the moon is. So that's why we're known as the people of the moon or the Inyanga. You know? Credo Mutwa. Zulu Shaman is the keeper of this tradition. So, yeah, man, we got to study the moon and study our tradition, our indigenous traditions about the moon. Yes, I. Indeed, Brother Ross. I read a I read a um a recent um article and it was talking about the Russian no, the Chinese, the Asians and their mission. They have a new mission that they're undertaking where they're actually going to explore the dark side of the moon. Dark side, right. Yeah, well, and they spoke up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Go ahead, Star. No. Go ahead. All right, well, let's get into the <clears throat> some of the mysteries of the dark side of the moon. Yes. Y'all need to research what they call the Apollo 20 mission. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now the mm-hmm. so-called Apollo mission, the so-called missions to the moon, it's supposed to have stopped at Apollo 17. Weren't supposed to be no more missions after them. It suddenly stopped. But uh, apparently, there was some continued mission, one called Apollo 20, where they flew to the dark side of the moon. And what did, what did they find? They found giant mother ships 
and other installations built up on the moon. And beyond that, they explored one of the ships and found clay like her the texture of her skin looks like clay. Remember I said the Ophan, where we got carbon, they got silica, right? So imagine a woman, because that's what they found. She was a black woman, an indigenous woman. And that's what makes me, like when you see the footage, you know, ones and ones want to say uh, it's like uh, a hoax. Just the fact that it was a black woman makes me feel it wasn't a host. If they were going to host that thing, who would it be? A white man, right? They got this sister who's brown-skinned, but her skin looks the texture of clay with uh, uh, exaggerated first eye on her forehead when they first excavated the body, there was a device attached to the first eye. And it appeared as if this was the interface she used to navigate her ship. But uh, they, they did an a autopsy on her, and part of the autopsy involved removing uh, this device off her eye. So, yeah, we got to study that. Apollo 20. They called the woman Mona Lisa. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, different ones say, well, is that real? Is it a hoax? I don't know. But more, what I do know, more of us need to research it. Again, because I, I, I'll say, right, I don't know because I can't prove it. However, my line of reasoning, my logic tells me if they were going to hoax something like that, it wouldn't make the pilot of the ship a black woman. They'd make her a white man. Doesn't that, doesn't that logic kind of follow, brother? Are we there? Yeah. yeah. And something else that was very interesting that I recently... um had the opportunity to um, do some research on. There's a recent story where an astronaut or a group of astronauts talked about the music that they heard emanating from mm. space or mm. the music that, that the, uh, they call it space music that they heard emanating from the moon when they visited. Have you heard of anything about that? Uh, is that something that comes up in um in uh you know in the writings of the ancient ones? Now I haven't heard that. I will research it. But I did mention earlier that the Ophan, we know just from our work with quartz, silica is piezoelectric, meaning uh pressure is applied to it. And what's the type of pressure that seems to activate quartz the best is impact waves from sound, you know? So just like how how can we experience that? Get yourself a nice piece of quartz and put it near a, a speaker, 
such that when the bass of the speaker sounds, you feel it pulsing through the court. You know, you feel that bass hitting the courts, right? Well, we yes. said, like, um, so they'll find wherever there's carbon in our body, they got silica. So when sound impacts their body or when they make sound, when they sing, when they make sound, their light bodies is activated. Mm. So I know sound and music intricately related. Is very yeah, it's a part of this is you know, it's a part of their 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 reality. You know? Yes, yes. That that I can say. Hello. I uh I met a European. His name is Stuart mm-hmm. Swerdler. He's uh, kind of on the forefront in this, you know. And when I say European, he really is. He's from Russia, right? Mm-hmm. As a matter yeah. of fact, he, he's on the Internet. I think uh, the name of his website is expansions.com, okay? Well, he's fr- yeah. he's from Europe. His family founded Russia, okay? You hear what I'm saying? His, like, one of his uncles was one of the first uh, prime ministers of, of Russia, post-World War Russia, you know. So, I mean, this dude, uh, he's plugged in, okay? And uh, he brought to my awareness that there are legal differentiations between the terms alien and extraterrestrial. Alien is just like a foreigner. So it's a being, a earth terrestrial being has a physical body manifest in the 3D, 4D reality, right? That's an alien. An extraterrestrial is an interdimensional being, meaning it has a non-physical dimension to its reality. Okay? So now, you went on to further inform me that it is illegal to have contact with extraterrestrials. And included in that law, you cannot have unsupervised contact with dolphins. Meditate on that. Wait, with dolphins? Yeah. You said it's illegal. That the same law, that's, you know, it's it's, a, it's legal. It's so now, think of Remember we said with these, uh, these the children of the Nephilim that are bound in the earth. They're the, their legal definition is aliens. It's not against the law to interact with them. The alphanet is illegal. And the same law that makes it illegal to interact with the alphanet says that you can't have unsupervised contact with dolphins. Wow. you got to meditate on that. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very deep. It's very telling. It's very telling. Wow. And 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 I will just build just be a good way to build in Dogon science, Dogon teaching. Because I think now I love the book of Enoch. If you want to get into uh, even more specifics, Pale Fox, you know, the the cosmological story of the Dogon as chronicled by the book, The Pale Fox. But, uh, you know, the Dogon say that when the Koranah came, right, carried us the normal Onagana, but it also carried uh, two other nomos. Onomo, which is really what they say, fresh water. So they say human, fresh water, and then aquatic mammals. Nomo simi. They all came on the corona. So whales, dolphins, humans, fresh water. And the nomo the nomo titiani through the corona. So according to the Dogon, we dolphins, fresh water, we all came from the star system series. And when we realize that, it might make sense why they would want it to be illegal for us to have unsupervised contact with dolphins. Yeah, so, so I, again, man, I'm hoping that this inspires people to think out the box. Yes. Stud, study our indigenous teachings concerning the star nations. Yes. Eliminate um, the fear factor. Right. Reprogram the uh, New World Order false flag alien invasion program that they've, you know, I was about to ask you a question next, especially, you know, since I know that you've experienced the West Coast as well as I have. You know, we actually moved through some of those parts together. Why do you think that this information seems to resonate so much more easier and so much more um, fluently with Europeans at this particular point, especially if according to our historical records, you know, based on um, what the historians say, they say that these particular people have no cosmic record, but yet when we hear them speaking of the star nations, it would appear that they got a lot of it mapped out. You know what I'm saying? And and they are in 
not only direct contact, direct resonance with, um, if we're talking about a galactic confederation, we're saying that, you know, they hollering at somebody and somebody's hollering back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't got to be our yeah. people, but God damn it, they're in contact with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. Wow. Okay. wow. Yeah. All right, so you're touching on, you touched on a real deep subject that uh, I want to do my best to attempt to articulate. So there is a level of race. There is a, I won't say level, there's a dimension of so-called race uh, with this. And I say so-called because it is a part of, like what I would say, the, the works of the deceivers of the nation. You know, but uh, okay. Remember, we say these Nephilim are fallen angels. What that means is, at one time, and what from our vantage now in space time would be the past, even though the past, present, and future really does exist all at once. That's another. Uh, when you study celestial or cos, when you study uh, cosmologies, you do understand that you know time, past, present, future—all that's kind of relative to where you are. You know, uh, but at some time in our relative past, there were a it was like a civilization, a culture. I think in what came from what we would call the Draco system. Okay? They also had um, uh, had some cultures planted in what we call the Lyra system. Okay? But uh, if any not, this would be the sixth heaven. Not quite the seventh heaven, but a very important place within our galaxy. And you had a war, a war breakout, okay? And you had some entities or, you, you know, some of these ones that were in this war uh, go to the star Aldebaran, star system Aldebaran, which is the eye of the bull, Okay? Now, uh, apparently, uh, right, these, some of these same ones that lost this war, boom, they're imprisoned here on this planet Earth, right? They have been attempting to connect with the ones that went to Aldebaran. And the ones that went to Aldebaran, if we were to look at them, they appear white. They appear European. Beyond just white, like Nordic white. So you've got these race of, again, I don't like this word, E.T., but they're called the tall whites. I think that's 
that's their cosmo that's their place in this cosmological story okay that's their their ultimately from Draco and Lyra they got a base in Aldebaran this is a very important star when you study uh Ben Franklin Ben Franklin did works to open up portals for Aldebaran. Alistair Crowley, same way. When you study the Nazis, they were trying to open portals for these entities out of this, what they call the Taurus constellation. Aldebaran is in uh, constellation of Taurus. It means the eye of the bull. So when we talk about hitting the bull's eye and target and all of that, these are allusions to these Aldebaran. And again, phenotypically, they appear as tall, white, as opposed to the humanoids coming from Sirius or the humanoids they will find coming from the uh, seventh heaven star that we know of as Sagittarius A. When you study them, short, small, black. Not, you know, colored in heat. So, and I know there's legal runnings with all those terms, but y'all know what I'm saying. I just want you to get the vision in your head. And you call them what you want. You know, so uh, yes, Rick so, Smith so, is more so than are, so. You know, and and I'll say this: this is hard to articulate, right? It's hard to articulate, and I am still studying this. Meaning, right? There also there was a war in the heavens. We're kind of in the middle of this war. Who's who? what star systems are involved that I've been able to put together. The Lyra system, Draco system, is kind of where the war jumped off. Aldebaran is a star, the star system, Aldebaran, is a stronghold for the ones that I guess you would say is... uh, working with the Nephilim, working with the fallen angels, you know. As a matter of fact, I think to quit, to better articulate it, they are the fallen angels in their past self. Uh, I have a YouTube from the Free Your Mind conference, same conference where I met this guy, Stuart Swerdlaw. So you could check out his video. He talks about these beings coming from Aldebaran. In his vid, in his presentation, and then I have a presentation called Ben Franklin and the Gates of Hell, and I talk about the significance of Aldebaran and what Ben Franklin is dealing with. So uh, that's good information to follow up on as far as this is concerned. I want to point out, you know, just like in hip hop. For instance, they have these uh, 
presence or forces that are always there, but you never see them. In particular, Lia Cohen, they call him the tall Israeli. You know what I'm saying? And this is somebody who effectively runs hip-hop from the shadows. Mm. You know, almost moving his energy damn near mimics that of what we would consider draconian. And I've been around this individual, so I know how he moves. You know, he keeps some melanated models always around, and he just moves real murky in the shadows, and that's where he controls the game from. And he's been doing it since he's been role manager for Run DMC. So, you know, what I always used to hear about or the tall white men through the Zacharias Sitchin and all of that had a frame of reference and then I did you know back in 2010 when we was doing the Dramatria on hip hop and we figured out that uh, this whole Drake energy was tied into the Draco constellation Mm. and it was about to shift the energy to the colder parts you know the north Going north of the Bronx with Polaris, the fixed star was always um, fixed into hip-hop and Polaris have the same numerical frequency in Hebrew. So the procession of the equinox denoted that it was going to move from Polaris, which is the little bear. You know, at that time, Kanye was sitting in that seat. It was going to move north to Draco, to Drake. And now we see, you know, with hip-hop pretty much emanates in that colder frequency, that scorpion energy that he embodies and represents. This Draco, he's a hybrid, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. And um, he has a very draconian energy as, you know, that cold-blooded Scorpio. You feel yeah. I me? Mean? You don't really know what his allegiance is, yeah. He's just running he, through all the royal emphasis and not uh, yeah. valuing none of them. Empresses, valuing none of them. His his willingness to use these uh, derogatory terms so freely that it's embraced by corporate, you know, he's already been endorsed by the corporate brands as being one of the greats. He's put on the throne. He calls himself, you know, the sixth god. I mean, all of all of the signs are showing that he is totally enveloped in draconian energy and unveiling it and it being becoming palatable to society where they love it and they're waiting for it. They can't get enough. You know? So to some people, this might seem far off and mysterious. They don't really understand symbolism. They call these people stars, but it's impossible for them to embody constellations. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. You feel me? But um, Well, we all, you know, what what is burning inside of all of us? is the substance of the stars. We all, are of the, we are all of the same substance, you know? And if we really let what's inside of us shine, we will be a star, you know? We, you know, we are really all our little stars if some of us shine brighter than others, you know? Indeed. Yes, I. Indeed. But, uh, but, uh, but no, but I do over what you're saying too, where just uh the the idea of stardom mm-hmm. the concept of stardom is illusion and vanity that more often 
leads that person and those that follow astray, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, to me, it's the, you know, it's the gift and the curse. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it always is the energy is present, you know what I'm saying? It's to be utilized based on that particular person's dispositions towards making, you know, decisions. And um, like you said, basically, or they're going to lead following any particular way. And often, you know, as we see, that, that way is way. Nonetheless, in the interesting times, because we can see everything. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm looking at yeah. this time. I don't know if I even told y'all, it's my Earth Day the two, today, too, man. Wait, today's your Earth Day? Today is my Earth Day, man. Y'all from, uh, yeah, hold on, man. Say, um, <laughs> Yes, I thank you. Might have to place a midnight for you or something. You yes, know what I mean? Turn up the vibes for the for the Aiden birthday. Mm-hmm. Hold on, man. Let me let me let that bomb go, man. We gotta honor each other on our born day, our soul our return. Oh, not a bomb that wanna work. Okay. Like, hold up. So is there anything that you wanna say? on your birthday, on your Earth Day, to the family, a reflection of, uh, we were talking about it earlier, that we are all on our path, you know what I mean? And one thing that I could speak from experience is the the great awakening or the great, you know, the enlightenment that was revealed to me immediately as soon as I turned 40. I mean, there was no waiting. Mm. And come to find out, people say, life starts at 40. This is what you hear older people say, that life Mm. starts at 40. And I heard that before, but I didn't realize what it is that they were saying. And when I turned 30, it was a different experience. This is almost like a reward. I got tested. Now, let's keep in mind, I, I I got tested. Damn near the minute I turned 40, I received a test, an initiation for that matter. And um, it was a make it or break it initiation. But it was the kind of initiation where, you know, when we were children, we had pop-up quiz. We were in school. And the pop-up quiz, they sometimes would give a pop-up quiz towards the end of the year to determine if the class was going to graduate or not. You know what I mean? You didn't know when it was coming, but it popped up. And it was a determining factor if you were going to graduate and go to the next level. Now, this test that I, I received, it was a pop-up, but it put all 40 years of my growth and development, you know what I mean, at the helm, right there, boom, right in front of me. Mm. Like, we're going to put you in a situation. You're going to have to utilize all of these tools that we gave you if you want to make it to the next step. So... I mean, I was testifying all over the place, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, I just want to know if you have some testimony on the day of your your cycle, you know what I'm saying, that you want to share the family that's dealing with your path of enlightenment and what this year, what this cycle meant for you. 
Hmm. Well, well, I did just fill up my my fiftieth uh, cycle. I turned yes, fifty-one sir. today. Wait, you said your what? My fiftieth. I just turned fifty-one today. Oh, nah, oh man. Yeah. I was reaching yeah. for thirty something. <laughs> nah, man, I'm fifty-one. I turned fifty-one today. Yes, sir. I will and uh, I will say, man, my 50th year was marked with a lot of challenges, particularly with, uh be honest with my family, man. I, I think I did mention my father made transition in December. I also had to focus a lot on my children. You know, I got seven youth. And, uh, Two are grown and out the house. They're doing their thing. But uh, raising boys in Philly, man, it ain't easy. And my youth have uh, really, uh, you know, really have called for my attention this year. And, 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 And it's still in progress, you know, still needing to give them a lot of a lot of vibes, you know. But, yes, sir. But with the challenges, I, I, you you said it, man. A lot of challenges, but a lot of rewards. And uh, anyone that knows me knows, uh, slow but steady. That's what I you know. People say, oh, how you work, steady. That's what wins the race. And you know, it has been slow and steady. You know, you move slow but steady. Time, you see the rewards, you know. You, it, it, all the, the small works build and coalesce to uh, greater rewards and higher heights. So I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm poised to make a lot of power moves this year. And I will also say I do feel like, uh, and I say this humbly and full of gratitude, that uh, I am on my Magi state, you know? Yes. I think think it, I I speak it, and it's manifested. So be it, indeed. And uh, I'm I'm thankful for that. It's one thing to study it as a youth. It's another thing to be it as you enter in your elderhoods, you know? And so, you know, I'm at the levels and I'm, I'm thankful. And, uh, I do got a lot of works. We'll be in Cali, late April, Sacramento and Bay area. Uh, we'll be in South Florida around Malcolm's birthday in May, Mm -hmm. third week in May. Uh, I'm doing a crystal dig next month down in Arkansas with the Rasaki family. Oh, come on! Take taking a crew down uh, Arkansas. What date is with, that? With Kwame Sunhorse. Check my uh, Facebook. I got the post on there, oh. and I'll uh, I'll Man. make sure make sure you get the post. Indeed. And, uh, September, Denver. Crystal Cannabis Tour. Keep your eyes out for that. 
Tucson Show is the country's largest gym show. Denver's second largest. Yes. So we're going to do uh, shows in the day and workshops with vanguards in the cannabis industry in the evening, you know? So we're lining that up. Yes. We're lining that up for September, you know? Yes. For this particular upcoming event, family, which is March 11th to March 13th, Okay, we're going to be in Harlem, USA. Yes, okay, sir. We're going to be in Harlem, USA at the Royal Space Gallery. This is at um, 2013 Adam Clayton Boulevard, okay, between 121st and 122nd. This is a free event. On Friday, it's going on from 6 p.m. until on Sunday from 2 p.m. until. And the accompanying our brother Ross Ben, of course, going to be in the building. I'm going to be doing my fashion show, all right, for Crop Circle Clothing. But mm. more importantly, we're at an art gallery, so we're going to be bringing forward some monumental artists, unveiling some works that you've never seen. For the very first time, we will be showing you in the realm of art some irrefutable proof of the Star Nation family. We're going to be unveiling and introducing a powerful sister who has been doing the works on the celestial slash terrestrial plane who is going to lay it out and make it as plain as possible in the most artistic fashion. So with no further ado, I want to present the sister to you, get you a little bit familiar before the debut of the show. All right? So call her from the 323-893. Welcome to our sister and Rhonda Brown. Peace. Greetings. 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 Love. <laughs> yes. I want to yes, first indeed. and foremost say a uh, happy solo return to uh, Ross Ben. Yes, sir. Uh, many yes, blessings. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Give thanks for you. Yes, sure. hello. Truly appreciate you. Greetings, brethren. Red pill, blue pill. Blue pill, how are you? All is well. All is well. All is well. Peace. You have taken a very interesting journey to get to this particular place. I want you to, uh, you know, briefly explain to the people what that journey encompassed. You know what I'm saying? Who are you? Where did you come from? (laughs) That's a... um... That's a show in itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I am hailing from the City of Angels. Uh, I've been an artist for a long time, Um, and it actually is kind of monumental to be back in New York showing. Uh, Last time I showed, uh, it kind of stems from this exact series. Uh, It was my graduate series in 2000, so it's been 16 years since I've shown in New York City. Um, and I was showing the origination of the Star Nation in uh, manifested through clay. I'm a sculptor, sculpturist also. So, um, and here we are, uh, 16,000 light years later. And um, it's interesting. I got to catch a piece of the show in the beginning. You know, and Ross Ben had mentioned um, that he doesn't something he doesn't want to do is speak about the Star Nation or look to do, but he does. Um, because of the way in which 
you know, things are perceived. But for me, that's kind of been, um, that's been the journey. In fact, when I was in my thesis program, um, my one of my mentors, Colin Chase, uh, asked me where these these beings, these people were coming from, and these, these things that I was sculpting, and I told them from another star system. And he was like, whoa, you can't tell people that. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you can't say that. And he was like, you know, how do you know that? And I was like, I just, because they they're apparent. I could just, I could feel them, um, and I could see them. Um, and so here they were. And fast forward in life, um, I'm working digitally also. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is there's a lot of artwork now where, you know, you see the solar, the solar system and the stars show up. Um, but started a digital series in 2010, it's not 2010, 2011. And just because of innately who I am, the backgrounds were always whatever star system came to me at that time. Um, right. And so I have been putting star systems in the background, you know, over six now. And I... So I started the digital collage. Can you hear me? Yes, no. I can. That's a digital collage, so I take sacred locations from around the world and put them together. Um, and so as I was putting the star systems together, I started to kind of see things in the star systems. Um, and, uh, you know, I just kind of, you know, let it flow. You know, people kind of would see it and be like, is that something back there? And I was like, you know, you tell me. Um, and then I participate in sacred ceremony and so particularly at this time I had an event that happened with the star nation um and I could literally one night work and hear them say just work with the star system and so I kind of separated the the uh collage to strictly work with the solar constellations the star constellations and thus this series um that i I can only call it the Star Nation because that's who they are, um, started to appear. And I'm not really doing anything, per se, but collaging them. I don't manipulate the pictures. Um, I do not uh, distort them. I take official NASA JPL photos, um, uh, space photos, and I just assemble them, um, multiply them. Sometimes I'll put them side by side, flip them, um, and the images that you see are what appears. Um, and that is what I've been presenting um, for the last, about, I've only presented them publicly for the last year. Um, and um, what I started in blue, you were actually here when I really started to, you were in LA uh, yeah. when I started to work with them. Um, and so, as you know, I would come come from the studio and be like, yo, look what I look what showed up last night. Um, and I don't go to the studio um, with any with any star system in mind. I literally go and you know, spirit tells me, you know, what what constellation um, wants to uh, present itself for the night, and that's what I work with. Um, and you are a witness to you know what appears. Um, yes, I am. And, uh, yes, and so um, that is what I'm bringing this particular series, um, along with one collage 
did the the sacred assembly piece um which I call the mission forty four series um that is what I'm bringing to New York City so I'm very grateful um to uh Wadada arts Jason for uh, providing yes, space. Yes, yeah for, for uh, providing the space and the interesting thing with Ross Ben is that um I met Ross Ben at a midnight show. Um, he had opened up some portals. I don't even think he knows what the size of the music, but the crystals. He had this whole crystal display. Um, and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Nkrumah Jennings, Kodawa, um, was, uh, we went out to see the show. And, Shout out to Nkrumah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I end up, uh, Kodawa, I end up uh, meeting Ross Ben then and, wasn't working on the. I hadn't created the Star Nation series at that time. I don't even think I was doing the digital collage series. Um, and then he had a presentation on the Star Nation a few years later. I mean, and I literally was working on uh, and calling at the Star Nation, you know, also synchronistically. Hadn't talked about it, hadn't discussed it. Um, and actually, for a second, when I heard it, I was like, did he, did he come up with the name from, like, my works? Um, I just trying to, you know, you want to always find parallels. Like when you, it's hard to believe the synchronicity sometimes. Um, but, uh, so I just found it. And as I've listened to his presentation, um, and as it has grown, there are definitely references that he referenced that has actually clarified things for me. Cause I just present the work, you know, I, um, it, there's billions of star systems. So I mean I I can't even take the time. I do my own research and and you know practice, but um I do not um spend hours, you know, trying to uh I kind of learn about the star systems. Some we know about, of course, but uh some are I'm learning as they present themselves to me. Right. And you shown at Art Basel uh, this series right now is currently in the African American Museum here in uh, the California African American Museum. It's actually up right now um, in Los Angeles. It's a yeah. show called Hard Edge on Sacred Geometry. So I have a few pieces. Um, shout out to Ross Terms. I have a collaboration with Ross Terms. It's in there um, where I take other work, other artists' work, kind of collage them, and I pair them with the star system that goes with them. Um, also, a piece with Golden Mean. Um, that's in that series. Um, they oh, currently were... Shout out to Golden Means. Yes, yeah, shout out to Golden Mean. Um, they were just shown in Art Basel, um, Miami 2015. Um, and so, yeah, they kind of are, you know, the reactions that I've had are, it's really interesting. You know, the first time I showed them was at a show called One Piece a year ago. That a woman, uh, so one piece called the Garden Angel, which is the um, my pronunciation pronunciation of the star system, the Psychus star system. A woman came and she stood in front of the piece for about two hours and forty five minutes. Um, her husband would come back and she check on her. Show was forty four. Uh, but she, she didn't move, you know. And so I actually approached her like, "Is everything okay?" Um, and I just watched her for a while. She was like, the piece makes me feel good. She's like, it makes me feel good. She's like, I hope you don't mind. And I was like, no. Um, I had another young Asian boy who, like, super hyper, um, and he just kept, like, running away, and he would come back, run away, and he would come back. He was really drawn to the Orion star system. 
Um, so I, you know, you just want to hear what people are thinking. So I asked him what he thought, and he was like, I don't know. He was like, I just know I like it. Um, he did that, like, all day, all day. Um, and so, you know, I started, when I started it, I purposely didn't put it on Facebook. Because um, I kind of just, if you ask people who've known me here in L.A., they'll tell you, like, you know, it, it goes back to what Rossman said. I'm, I've been talking about, you know, not being from here since I was young. So you ask someone who's known me since I was a child, they'll tell you that, oh, yeah, <laughs> Rhonda, what, what planet, <laughs> when you ask me where I'm from, because it's the solar system. Um, you know, when I used to paint in my thesis uh, show, everybody was green. You know, I never, from the time I was a child, I never painted in skin color. The skin color that I painted in was actually, there's a whole, I have a whole series of, um, what I call energetic aura. Um, so, you know, um, I put them on Google Plus uh, when I first started making these. And so in Google Plus, if you're familiar with Google Plus, you can actually join communities. So I joined space communities. Um, and NASA has one of the largest space communities. And the first, I put the uh, Orion system up. And the first day I put the, the image up, I had 7,000 hits in less than, like, six hours. Um, And then the next day, put another image up. Same thing. Four hours went by, 6,000 hits, but this time Google shut my page down. Um, This whole Google Plus page couldn't access my Gmail, couldn't access Google, nothing. Um, So I was like, whoa, you know, what's going on? Um, And then so they cited me for some kind of violation. So I had to contact Google administrator, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and they blocked me. I'm still to this day, I can't access uh, NASA's mm-hmm. community page. I got blocked. Um, and then somebody who had seen the work recommended me to join JPL's page. So I joined, uh, I think it was JPL's face page. This time, same thing. I posted an image like 6,000 viewers in less than four hours. Um, and uh, they blocked me immediately. I didn't I didn't last a day. Um, and so con- tried to contact their administrator. They wouldn't respond. Um, and so uh, there's one science page that allows me, which I still post whenever I make a piece. I post it up on there. Same, you know, it's been about a year and a half. I've had over 500 and something thousand hits. Um, of viewers, people all over the world. I had a reporter one time ask me to, um, she wanted me to go and look at all the comments to see where they had came from. So she was trying to like do this, do this article. Um, just, she was fascinated when she saw the images herself. Um, and so she asked me to go and pull because the, the, the comments come from all over the world. So she asked me, could I go back through all the pictures I posted and find where the comments came from, and I was shocked to see it. It came from Russia, Japan, Yugoslavia, Germany. Um, I got a lot of hits from Russia, um, but Mexico, literally all spectrums of the earth, people have commented um, about the pieces that I'm showing. So, that's right. It's universal. That is, yeah, it Your is. Your family, I've, is. I've, I've, I've bore witness to it, not only you know, I'm talking about fresh out the lab, like one of the first <laughs> eyes to, to lay witness 545 to in these the marvels. Yeah, 545 <laughs> in the morning, you know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, there's nothing 
more elaborately engaging than what the sistrin has pulled out of the cosmos. Now, we have our own cosmic mystical stories that, again, like I said, bar none but anybody says about what's real and what's not real in this world, what's possible and that's possible, you're talking to a group of silver surfers who have transcended all of the mundane possibilities that have been afforded and awarded man on this planet. So, you know, we, we've already experienced the mystical, you know what I'm saying? And, and we wasn't even on that uh, blue dream or nothing like that. You know, and <laughs> the velocity, yeah. So just on the on up and up, you know what I'm saying? Trust yeah. me when we tell you, it's not what you and, think it is. They've been selling you uh, a blank check, you know what I'm saying? Reality. No, is more, yeah. yeah. It's stranger than fiction. And I'm open. I'm I'm like, you couldn't have, they couldn't have, which most anybody I can possibly, that I know personally. Um, and so, you even I. For a second. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Can you hear me? I said, I'm open. I, hear you now, I yeah. said, and even the, the things that I see, <laughs> I, I still have to, like, bow my head. You know, and it's interesting because they're so profound that for the first, I don't know, at least eight, ten months, I don't, I didn't even allow the images inside the crib. You know, what I mean, they, I, they, I would print them and they, they, they stay inside of the garage. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, so <laughs> this is, you know, that, that I, I only produce because in, in all things there's, there's polarity, so there's positive yes. and negative and everything across the. Um, the right. universe, right. and so yes, um, I have to be very careful, you know, and and stay in tune about what is um, what I'm presenting. Um, and so, actually, the first thing I did, and you know, my my uh, guru, my teacher, uh, Mataji, I ring, I immediately brought them to her. Like, like I need to show you something. Uh, because Shout out to Mataji. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I was, you know, I was taken back. So, I mean, I see things where I'm like, you know, now I just have to laugh. I laugh at what I, you know, at what's presented to me. Um, but. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And let us be clear, family, we're not talking about little Greenman, okay? No. Oh, no. We're talking about cosmic beings. We're talking about beings the size of constellations. You know, if, if, yeah. if you are in the imaginary mind. You know, these would be the Negroes that Voltron was fighting in the middle of space. And like, they reference... Or, or, or they, Galactus, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they reference everything, you know, we could go on for hours. They reference everything, what I know for sure, right? And I'm an educator, too, you know this, too. So I have to, and, and my, my students one day will tell the story, but everything that they have referenced to you is from some source, um, a real source. Like I, I told where I've been the other day that I think probably pull every sci-fi film and parallel them with the images in which have been presented to me. I mean, from jo- from Yoda to Jaja Binks, Yoda comes from the Masero star system. I can tell everybody that flat out. Um, from Jaja Binks to Yoda to uh, Predator to, uh, I mean, I had to literally for myself, one, 
sit back and I had to get rid of this image that they want you um, to uh, just conditioning, you know, years of being conditioning here as a, as a human in this body, I had to kind of, I had to recondition myself on, you know, uh, what to um, expect or, you know, not even to expect to have no expectations on what something is, you know what I mean? Like whether it be two legs and two arms, like I had, you had to, I had to get rid of all of those um, expectations of what a being is because it's infinite. Um, Yes. And, uh, uh, and really you talk about expanding your imagination. Um, You know, I don't have to expand it because it's being presented to me, but I know that all of these things that they are presenting to us are things that truly exist. And like I tell my students, you want something to not be believed, you go ahead and present it as fiction. So um, when you do see it, you don't believe it because it's been presented to you your entire life as fiction. Um, And, uh, you know, that is the the thing in which, um, and and it's not just the images. So, you know, I, I have experience with the actual star system. So, you know what I mean? I've, my daughter, I brought her out to introduce her to the stars. You know, I have a star guardian um, that travels with me. So, it's you know, we, the, the story is comprehensive. Indeed. Indeed, family. We um, we welcome you. You know what I'm saying? Please. And we definitely encourage you to be a part of this history Again, this is not going to be anything based on speculation. We're talking about physical, visual, tangible proof. Um, our brother, master, earthkeeper, historian, Ross Ben, will be in the building to give you the historical and narrative so you can follow the script. But you're going to be presented with something that you're going to have to wrestle with your own visual perceptions with. Okay, you're going to have to deal with what exactly am I looking at? Could this be? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I I don't. God damn. So, yeah. And let me interject. you the proverbial red pill. Hold on one minute. And that's why. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, real quick. Family, we have 30 seconds or rather 45 seconds left for the live stream. If you want to continue with us, feel free to call us at 347 637-2135. That's 347-637-2135. For those that are not going to join us, thank you for joining us tonight, riding out with us. Um, Please support our brothers at their event in New York City. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, the show tonight was sponsored by KingsCounty.BigCartel and Apparel or Normal. Apparelnormal.com. Apparelnormal. I'm sorry. Jack, I'm doing it. Yeah. Pardon me. And also my And uh we'll see you on Friday, nine PM, same time, same channel. And please continue. Um, I was just gonna say I wanted to interject. That's part of the reason why I put it on Google Plus because I wanted to the things this as an artist you can you know, it's back to the 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 imagination, the imagination. Um, I wanted to see if people were seeing what I um saw and it's interesting because Ross Terms and I, another prolific artist, had this debate where he was like, I don't know, Rhonda, you know, you kind of, you know, it, 
you kind of are, you know, leading people to, you know, what they see. And I don't. I, you, what you see is what you see. Um, but even when I showed them the Ross Ben when I first created them, I kind of had to point out things. So I wanted to see if other people were seeing, let's say, if it looked like a lion or if it resembled a mouse or if it resembled whatever, Yoda, if people were seeing the same thing. So when I post them on Google+, Plus, I literally just tell you the star constellation, uh, let you know they haven't been manipulated, they've only been collaged, and that's it. Um, and then what I started to see is those those images that I thought I saw, people saw too. And they, it wasn't just people that – these are people I don't know. This is somebody in Japan. This is somebody in Germany. So all, you know, class, creed, colors – we're seeing similar things. And the interesting thing is the only type of, um, let's say, uh, uh, comments that I got that were, like, suspect are been from scientists. The very first, like, in the first couple of months, I had this debate from the scientist who was like, this is, you know, bullshit. He was like, you know, this is clearly, you know, Photoshop manipulation. Yeah, I'll tell you it's Photoshop. I mean, that's the only way I can assemble them. It's collage. Um, but it's not stretched and distorted. Um, it's assembled. Um, and uh, it will be, It and it's only been two or three of them, maybe three or four of them. But the interesting part is though, though that's who want, gives me the, you know, the suspect, uh, you know, like there's no way these patterns can happen. You know, there's no way this can, this can, this, this could have came about. And I say, you know, uh, to anyone, you know, if if you think I'm manipulated, then I'm a genius. You know, either way, if something genius right. happens here, so if you think I'm making these things, then I'm then then you need to get with it because I'm a genius anyway. And if you if and if not, then you know what you're saying. You know, then it is the genius of the universe. You know, and the omniverse. It's it's what it is. So I mean, if you think I can possibly digitally, if anybody knows anything about graphics create what you see, then I still need to get my props. Yeah, you deserve a pedestal. Um, yeah. You deserve a stipend. <laughs> Something need to happen. If you think that I can make what, what's appearing here, um, then I, you know, I just throw my hands up, really. Um, I'm humble mm. at the universe. All it did is really bring my bring my humility to a very um, a whole another level at what I'm what I'm witnessing. Indeed. Indeed. So, again, we definitely, definitely look forward to sharing this with you, family, to the Universal family. Okay, that is Friday, March 11th at 6 p.m. and Sunday, March 13th at 2 p.m. March 11th is the ancient Ethiopian Angelology in the Star Nation. Okay, with insights of ancient futurist artists around the brown. Friday, March 11th, 6 p.m. until. Then on Sunday, March 13th. Yes, forecast and beyond. Okay, yes. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm listening. I just want to say on the 10th is the opening, the actual opening. Some wonderful artists participating in in the group exhibition on... Yes. Um, and that is the opening, uh, which should be a wonderful event where all the artists um, will be representing um, their works. 
So I didn't want to forget uh, the mention to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, y'all, family, in the 13, 2016 forecast and beyond, insights into upcoming times with celestial navigation by use of star and planetary chart systems. So that's Sunday, March 13th at 2 p.m. Um, I believe that may very well be the day that I do the fashion show as well. Okay, so you definitely want to be in the building. Seven Head of Seamoss is going to be in the building in honor of this Anakian information, of course. So join us. Join us in Harlem, New York. All right, Raw Space Gallery. That is 213 Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard between 121st and 122nd. Okay, Harlem, New York. All right. From the womb, com is the website you can get this information on. Okay, shout out to our brother, Josh Sun. All right, Wadada yep. Arts. Yes, indeed. We are on it. Hello? Yeah, I said give thanks to Josh Sun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And family, I'm working on something special. I invited our brother Young Farrell out. Hopefully he will be able to uh, be in attendance, be in the building, get some of this information because this brother's also been carrying the flag on the front line for the Star Nation, you know, just um, fighting for the willingness to be heard, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and to have a voice to say, look, man, we're not a monolithic people, everything it is to be said about us has not been said. You gotta have allow people the opportunity and the right to have new experiences out here. Mm-hmm. You can't go around telling people that you you know everything that is to be experienced has already been experienced, cataloged, put in the book with a hard bind on it. You know what I'm saying? I'll exclude those five hundred thousand books that they burned in a goddamn you know <laughs> on all of the jaunts that the church went on. You know, exclude all of that shit. That shit has no bearing on the reality. Only the ones that they've made available, the million or so plus since, you know, they've reinstituted uh, reading a couple hundred years ago. Okay? That's your reality, nigga. It's in a box. And if you attempt to open that box, they're going to form you like locusts. So that brother has been fighting that. He's been speaking up. All right, for something that he said that he experienced is real to him. So we definitely want to bring the brother in and allow him to uh, immerse himself in some more of this information, you know, some more of these visuals, some more of these explanations. All right? And we welcome all of you as well, because I know from my experiences of getting on these platforms and speaking out, I get the phone calls, the emails, and all of that. Mad people go through stuff that they can't speak about. You know what I mean? Because uh, bad enough, they just fall out of the church and they damn sure nobody in those institutions to speak to. But then they come into consciousness and they run into the church mentalities. You know, so they really seem like boxed in. There's no one that they could get this, this expression out to. And people are experiencing what would be termed paranormal experiences on the regular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Your ancestors are trying to get in contact with you 
opportunity that they get. You know? So this is for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And and I would like to say, Blue, that you know, the interesting thing is that there is not one indigenous culture that does not reference the Star Nation as one of their ancestors. Almost almost all indigenous cultures to my research How about it? have um reference the star nation uh some form of star nation um as their as their their ancestors so yeah, they're point um, yeah absolutely absolutely so this is definitely in line with our ancient elders our ancestors you know what I'm saying and the time is now so um, and when I when I invite people out, my Ross Ben's um lecture series is so um important is because um his research that he has done coming from um the ancient Ethiopian really speaks to and uh, allows you to bring a place to it um uh, for those people who have a hard time because of course I've had this conversation with those who are devout Christians, Rastafari. I mean, I've, now that I've had this conversation with many people and they don't know really where to place when you start trying to have to talk to place in your line of whatever your spirituality is or religion or whatever it is to try and place this conversation of celestial beings. Um, he gives a good, a, a really good foundation for that. Um that that can speak to, speaks to 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 all to to a variety a wide variety of spirituality, but it's a, it's a great foundation. Uh, Absolutely, that he, he comes from. Absolutely, you know, and um, you know, just like I spoke to the brother, I did an interview with Gano Grills on Soundnetta TV, and we were kind of able to speak about the realm of the angels and separate it from religion. Yeah, we even pulled that off. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this is coming from the same place, you know. We're not uh, attempting to throw shade on any of your religious institutions. We're actually looking to uh, give you a missing piece of it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also um, your resolve when it comes to faith because if you can open your mind to the existence and the presence of beings of this order, of this celestial order, then why wouldn't you open your mind to there being something? Because your your religion points you to the sky. Anyway, you wait for something to come out of there. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So... We're we're just going to things that I don't know who your savior is and what he's supposed to look like or she's supposed to look like or it's supposed to look like when they show up. There's different descriptions, but we are going to show you what's already what's what's there now, what's present. You feel me? If you want to tap into that and start pulling from it, that's on you. You know, um, but it's there. You know what I'm saying? It's there, and you probably wouldn't know what you was looking at if you was looking because you haven't been trained, you haven't been given the eyes to see, you know? And that's another thing I experienced. I've been with all these pseudo-slick niggas that I read 5,000 books, 
and I'll sit next to them and point it right to the star nation and be like, what's that right there? Can you tell me? And, and they all start looking down at their shoes and shit, start telling me how many stripes are in Adidas, shell toes, and start giving me the the breakdown between how the shell is, you know, the shell of the shell toes from the Nautilus because, like, I didn't ask you, can you look up and tell me what's that? And they're terrified. Mm-hmm. Terrified. It's, 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 it's something that they refuse to do. They're non believers, you know. So mm-hmm. I already know how this makes people uncomfortable. I've been around, like I said, these are the vanguards of consciousness, and they're super uncomfortable. Anything taking place that is borderline paranormal that they can't explain in the context of what somebody that looks like them has already experienced. And spoken of in a book, mm-hmm. so you know we 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 do ask you to step out of that mold, you know what I'm saying, get information, line yourself up to experience something new to expand your horizons. you can boldly go wherever your spirit has destined for you to go in this year of completion, so you can start anew. All right, you can prepare yourself for, you know, everything that is to come. We're moving towards 2020. It's a new vision, but we have to furnish ourselves with a new set of eyes. We have to not only look at ourselves as a a, a global community, you know what I'm saying? We not only have to globalize whatever our protest is or our conversation about who we are, where we came from, but we got to get into our cosmic origins. It's too much fussing and fighting about our terrestrial origins. And no one's focusing mm-hmm. on our celestial origins. When yes. these people are in That's a realistic race, a realistic race to space, okay? They done 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 it, all the rest of the stuff. You know what I'm saying? And they're they looking to get up out of here. So where exactly are they going? Where to? Can that cause you harm as well? You know what I'm saying? You got your back turned to what the real source is. Because your dad sure ain't taking care of home. If this is what you call home, you know, you don't show any regards for this shit. Like, this is where you're from, and this is the only place to be. So, intrinsically, you might even, you're behaving like you, you, you think you're from somewhere else, and you could get there with the click of the heels. So, why not familiarizing yourself with some key constellations, just in case, just in case you got to perform a jumper at the last minute. You feel me? But even broader and more important than that presents something that's um, part of a tangible reality that's going to be making itself a lot more known as we move into these, um, you know, graduating years. And we don't want you to experience it traumatically, okay? We don't want you to experience it by way of a psychops. We don't want you to experience it, you know, when when all of the best is already off and Trump is in and they got flown drone, <laughs> I don't know how that shit gonna play out, but um, you know, come experience it with family, you know, experience it, you know, in an intimate setting where, like I said, it's it's gonna be within the realm of art, the liberal arts. 
a way to bypass the border that you have mentally put up to say, no, 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 this can't be true. I, I haven't done my Bible. I just can't do it. You know, come out on the 11th and the 13th, and even if you could pop in on the 10th, you feel me? And expose yourself to a whole new reality. Live and direct and technicolor. So we're going to take some calls, y'all. 347-637-2135 is the calling number. 347-637-2135. Okay. Let's take a few callers before we call it a night. Any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free. Press 1 on your phone, and we will open up your line. In the meantime, in between time, let's go to hand that we have up in the call queue. All right, let's go to the 267-438-267. Call it welcome to Know the Ledge. Take it out west. Go to call it from 310-562-310-562. Call it. Peace. Greetings. Are you there? Call up from the 310. Welcome to Notre Ledge. Peace. Peace, peace. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a question. I was just listening in. Okay. All right. No problem. Any comments? Um, yeah. Um <laughs> I wasn't really expecting to get on live, but, uh, yeah, uh, really vibing with your brothers. Um, I'm out here on the West Coast. Uh, I'm a musician. I'm a musician, so uh, I'll be coming soon with uh, Ma'at-inspired music. Okay, we need it. So we we, got to open air, man. It is ready. You know what I'm saying? Ready to receive, so package that thing up, man, and get it to the world. They need it right now. Indeed. All right? indeed. It's in it's in the works right now. Indeed. Appreciate you. What's up, buddy? Peace. Peace. All right, family. Any more callers, questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to press one of your phone. In the meantime, uh, Sister Ron, I want you to Tell them one more time where this, where they can see some of your work at out west already in L.A. Turn off the line off. My bad. Peace. Apologies. That's your line. You talking to me? Yes. Say it again? Yeah, I had you muted. Can you oh, tell the family that's uh, listening? Yeah. They can. Uh, there's a group exhibition up at the California African American Museum at the Science Expo um, location. Uh, it's a group show called Hard Edge on Sacred Geometry. So I have some pieces. It's up until April. Um, so in Los Angeles right now, um, that's where they can see some of the works up until April. Absolutely. They can always go if they want to see some of the particular Star Nation. Um, you can go to. Uh, it's just I don't have I have a, probably about fifteen of them up 
Star Nation. Um, I think it's starnation.com um, at the website. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can go to my Google Plus page, Rhonda Brown. If you just push Rhonda Brown Google Plus, they can see all of the uh, images that have been put up since I um, started creating them. Not all, but a good, good portion of them are on the Google Plus page. Okay. So let me read it one more time, y'all. Like we said, Friday, March 11th, 6 p.m., okay, ancient Ethiopian and angelology in the star nation, okay, with insights of the ancient futurists on the brown. This is going to be a Friday, March 11th, okay, and on March 13th, Sunday from 2 p.m. and beyond is a 2016 forecast and beyond. Insights in upcoming times with celestial navigation by use of star and planetary chart systems. Okay? This is going to be at Raw Space Gallery. Raw Space Gallery. It's going to be at 2013 Adam Clayton Powell, Junior Boulevard, Harlem, New York. All right? I'm going to have some of my um, crystal ornaments on display, you know, some of the museum pieces. Ross Ben is going to have some of his crystal ornamentation. Like I said, seven heaven sea moss will be in the building, and we're going to do a cross, a uh, crop cut circle clothing slash to boldly go slash Kings County probably be in the building as well. Fashion show, all right, in honor of our brother, Dr. Delbert Blair and the Star Nation we're going to be putting on. So you definitely want to be in the building for the unveiling of monumental works. And I'm going to have a excerpt of the documentary that I'm working on that is detailing a night in January when we made contact of the fourth kind. And we have it on film. Okay? So you definitely want to be in the building for an excerpt of that. This is unprecedented, never seen before, irrefutable, melanated, carbonic proof of the star nation, okay? To put all of the conjecture to rest, all right? So we look forward to your participation and your attendance. I don't know yet if it's going to be live stream. We'll be looking into that, but we're going to be doing something um, subsequently following it up to follow up, probably something on the West Coast, you know, um, they're asking for it in Philly already, so we'll see what other dates we can um, secure on the on the East Coast as well. But this is coming. It's coming live and direct. And like I said, a documentary will be dropping sometime this year as well. But in the meantime, in between time, this is about the Sistrin and her works. This is about our Earthkeeper brother, Ross Ben, you know what I'm saying? And this is about the merger between arts and sciences in real time to deal with real-time solutions, okay, for real-time issues. I wouldn't call them problems, you feel me? Our problem, our only problem is our reluctance to uh, pay attention, you know what I'm saying, open our hearts and our minds, you know, and, and go a little bit further than we have been told that we're allowed to go. 
So our issues has been our compliance, convalescence. You feel me? The minute that you feel that this is part of you or this is this is yours, you know, then it will start resonating with you and you will open yourself to different possibilities in this universe. Okay? And you can start sounding crazy like us. Let me go to another caller. Caller from the four five oh four three one four. Caller from the five oh four. Peace to you and yours. Uh yes, peace to the family. Greetings. Peace. Yeah, this this um Jolando. I'm calling from New Orleans. Um you know, peace family. Yeah, I heard y'all talking earlier about seeing those a uh, white bean. I witnessed that after the day after my third eye, third eye had opened and I raised my macabre. I came outside, I looked at a star. It shook and the star disappeared and there was a UFO hovering. And as I walked it it, it went. When I stopped, it stopped. Mm-hmm. And I sent a lot of energy to the complex that I was living in at the time. I walked from one end of the complex to the other end of the complex, and the lady was walking from the store. She came around the corner. It's like she went through an exorcism. She was sweating. She was like, ooh, hey, what is that? But I knew it was something that I had there. I know at that time I didn't know, but right now I do know. And maybe like a week after I had left that complex, I moved on to a different house. I got a house. They came and bulldozed that complex down, mm. and they had, on, they had it on the news and everything else. But uh, I seen an entity, like, jump. When I walked across the median late on in the night, I walked across and I stopped, and it ran. And I stopped, it stopped. I was like, what the hell is that? It was it was a white man, looked like a white dude, had a black hat on with black shoes. I went a little bit more, it went a little bit, and it stopped. I was like, what is this? It like, it's like someone was playing a game. Someone was playing a game with me. I didn't really understand it. That's why I was trying to see if your brother could help me understand that. And I walked. Later on that night, I walked to the edge. Of, I walked to the edge of the road. I looked to the left. I looked to the right. Cars were supposed to be coming, but they wasn't coming. They were just standing still, like I, like I was in another dimension or something. That's what it sounds like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you had shifted dimensions. I was gonna say that it was a shadow person, but I've never really um, heard shadow people described as uh, Europeans. So well, I, don't I don't know if it was. Uh, I guess because it was the light, it, it might have been gray. But it was a it was a humanoid and it had a black hat on and black shoes. But it wasn't physical; it was spiritual because it wasn't all the way tuned in like we walk around. It wasn't mm-hmm. tuned in like it wasn't tuned in like 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 I am. And I had after that, I had like three UFO contacts, three UFO contact orbs doing three sixties and figure eights and fading out like in the arts. And every time right. I had those con- every time I had those contacts, it was at three thirty three in the morning. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah, I was just trying yeah. to say that with the yeah, I was trying to say that with the yeah, 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 if, you had, if you had any insight on that, you know. Like was it's a lot of mystical things going on around me, man. I was just trying to trying to figure it all out, you know. Trying to get a blueprint yeah. so I I can really start tapping in. I feel you. Um you know, I would just say if you can, because the brother Ross Ben's line dropped past, you know, the 12 o'clock mark, but I would say go online and 
check some of his YouTube joints out because he details the different variations of humanoids, you know, as well as the different entities, the things of that nature that people are coming into contact with. Um, Portal-wise, this is a very porous period, so there's a lot of things that are coming through that haven't yet been classified as identified. This is relatively new. You know, we're in a different part of the universe at this particular point. So mm-hmm. I can't with authority tell you, yeah, I know exactly what that's about. You feel me? I, just like yourself, am still working tooth and nail trying to make sense of it all. You know? Mm-hmm. So I would just say um, be very mindful you know, obviously, like you say, you resonate with that number. That 33 is something that's speaking to you. Dig a little bit more deeper into it. And um, just stay in your, pre- in your meditation and keep practicing, you know, like you said, raising that macabre, keeping that light around you. And constantly, when, when you look to the stars, when you look to the star nation, call for your ancestors, call for your family to respond, you know, at all times. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's good looking, man. Keep um, keep that energy up. You know what I'm saying? Keep charged up. Keep that energy, you know, always moving around you, like you said, for the betterment of your environment. Protect yourself and your family, you know, and always find ways to amplify it, whether it's through the stones, whether it's through diet, you know what I'm saying, or whether it's just through some real experiences, knowing that you follow whatever your spirit has dictated for you, your mandate, find out what your mandate on this planet is. Just get a little bit more into yourself. What are you here for? What are those entities trying to remind you of or stop you from? Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, at one point I was walking with, with some medicine in my hand. I was going to the bathroom, and something swiped and hit hit it out my hand. I felt it brush across my hand. And went from one went to the bathroom all the way to the bedroom. I was like, "What the hell is that around me?" And they want me to take that medicine. You see? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate you, family, man. And and we really, we really working on getting down to New Orleans. I got a presentation that I could only only <laughs> do this in the NO. Yeah. Yeah. You know I know. Right. I, yeah. oh, I gotta get on that. Yeah. I gotta get right in the grid. <laughs> right in the middle of the mud and deliver this information. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't seem right anywhere else. So I gotta I gotta make my way to the end though. Sometime this weird this year. Shout out to my brother Buddha Clink, she's out there as well. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it, it's gonna happen. We just gotta connect the dots, but we will be in New Orleans before the year's out with a presentation in hand. Alright. I'll be all right. I'm gonna stay tuned, man. Appreciate it. Oh for sure. All right. Peace, family. Okay, family. I think that 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 exhausts the number of callers that we have in the call queue. With the hands up, questions, comments, or concerns, lines are open. Feel free. I I know this might be a scurry subject and what have you, but um, you know, put it on the flow. Let's see what you're working with, man. I know we ain't the only ones out there to have uh, experienced some things that, you know, deserve some dialogue. You know, you, you don't understand everything that you've been through. 
You feel me? So, but if not, we're going to let you live with it. You know what I'm saying? It's no big deal. We are having this presentation. You can just come out as spectators and uh, witness something that you've never seen before. You know, we're bumping with that. He said it's nothing new other than the sun. Well, ain't nobody seen this stuff before, so it's worth participating rather than pontificating. All right? Ancient Ethiopian angelology in the star nation. All right? 2016 forecast and beyond and a powerful artistic unveiling by the master artist Rhonda Brown, and there will be other featured artists as well. All right, shout out to my brother Josh Sun. Salute to the Royal Space Art Gallery. The flyer that we use to promote tonight's episode is also the show flyer. This is taking place in less than 30 days in Harlem, a week before the great debate. Please tell a friend and tell a friend. All right, Sharon is Karen. Shoot that flyer around, put it in your groups, send it to your peoples. We're going to have some printed ones floating around the city. Do what you got to do, but let them know. Even on the art tip, for the artists out there, or for the appreciators of art, come through, come see something monumental. You dig? So we will be seeing you in the building. All right? For those that are online, we'll see you next week or next Friday, should I say, in a few days from now. Same bad time, same bad station at KTL Radio. Uh, Brother Red, do you have anything to close out with? Sister Rhonda, do you have anything to close out with? Peace to the family. Okay. You got a request? Any songs we're going to finish them off with? From beyond, what we're going to get galactic with it? Talk to me. Play some Midnight for for Roscoe's birthday. Yeah, you got any midnight loaded? No midnight loaded. Remember they erased the... Uh, oh, they erased it. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll be playing it on my iTunes, but I don't got it in the... Uh, in the ting there. The ting there. Um, twins, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Um, thank you. Another birthday. Solar wish to uh, Ross Ben. And, uh, yes. you know, look forward to... Uh, um, being in Harlem and uh, bringing the Star Nation. We brought the Star Nation to Miami. They had more rain in those four days that they had had all year. So, um, no telling what will mm-hmm. be going on, but uh, it will be special, no doubt. We look forward to it, and we will definitely have the New York family prepared to get their minds blown or their perceptions altered. And we look forward to, we definitely look forward to the event. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so Blue, it's up to you. You call it. All right. All right. Yeah, that monumental mixtape is in the works, family. It's coming. Trust me. All right. So let me, uh, Oh. <laughs> what are we going to bless him with? Let me see. The Scorpion King to death. Let's go. Um, uh, 
It's like I'm hating, right? Um, where we at with it? Three and no, three hundred DPI. What what? What it look like? Yeah, that's cool. Three hundred. All right. Yeah, this is produced by my brother Rich from UGR TV. Shout out to brother Rich. Shout out to Baba TV. Fire every time. Sonetta. A lot of footage floating around out there. Check it out, family. You know what I'm saying? Thought-provoking conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, this joint right here, 300 DPI. The theme song for this channel plays in the keys of life on my mental piano. Got a strange way of seeing life like Not in black and white But in 300 DPI Frames from Rambo Commando 300 CGI In living color Keenan and Damon I See the arrangements in full spectrum Protons, neutrons Electrons I see connections Invisible to most Invisible like ghosts It's more than Mr. I Color I correction Transforming your vision without ramps snorting and sniffing Processions of butterflies Bloom from prisons of cocoons Risen like balloons with plumes of helium Taurus stopping in the city like Is it really him? They investigate like CSI I'm the hope They trying to keep alive I could give you 44 good reasons why Reanimated Damn, we made it We've arrived No ETA Shut the city down like when the Pope arrived. Either way, the time is immaculate. The aim is accurate. But fame can shatter it in at least a day. No public displays of love. A player can't even go to the player's club to meet his Lisa Ray. You know that diamond in the rough? Not a hole that would take down a conscious nigga. Like a conscious stripper. But an honest sister. Thicker than the bronze's snicker. And you know that. Like I was rhyming from the bluff I seen items go viral Hell liable for activity Matching a rival nucleic acidity Born to be bad boys They should be signing up with Puff But niggas be lining up to judge Arriving with a grudge Riding on the nuts You sus with some heady wop Riding every cock Sitting up laughing Sipping up Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.